0: It's a little
1: too early for being that loud. Hey, too late. It's 0600 What's the O stand for? Oh my god, it's early. Smoking.
0: When I wake up every morning as I'm getting up
1: That's right. It's time once again. Monday morning, 7 AM. Pour those cups, roll those blunts. Get ready, cause we're coming at ya. Harder than a porn star off of a viagra bender it's y'all's truly phoenix and hempress emily m that's right i don't endorse all this haram (laughs) 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 yeah she tries not to but she's still a part of it you know you know what it is
0: this is a new live son of a bitch
1: It is a new live son of a bitch. After being off for a week, here we are pouring cups, rolling up and talking about some stuff that makes the ones in power uncomfortable because they're not able to hide anymore because we're looking in the dark places. We're uncovering the musty dusties and we're coming for your asses. You can't hide. (laughs) We see you. And frankly, we, we don't you. fucking like you. Yeah. And you need to be out and of you're, power. You're no good for us. We're breaking up with you. <laughs> that's right. We got, we, 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 got no, uh, we got no space in our hearts for you corrupt bastards. But you know what we do got space in our heart for? And that's Fiat Fun coupons and all kinds of Satoshis and all the stuff you do. Your time, your talent, your treasure. That's right. It's time to talk about how we are a value for value podcast and how whatever entertainment you get, information, whatever value you put on that, just kind of kick it back to us with either your time by listening, telling other people your talent. If you want to make a clip that you would like to hear featured in our show or, of course, the wonderful treasure in form of fiat fun coupons or satoshis.
0: It's the rooster
1: booster. Pour a cup and roll up. Let's do it. That's right. Let's do it. Get that funding and that value for value flowing. And we're going to get all up into our show this morning and Miss Hempress Emily has brought us some really good information to kind of give a little cap off to the week before last with all the talk about Kathy O'Brien and getting her story out there and helping people to see that there is a lot of nefarious shit going on. They're coming for your kids. They're coming for you. They're coming for all of us and we can't let it happen. Uh, Yes,
0: we want to wrap that up nicely. And like any decent human being, uh, I want to equip you guys with some tools that you may or may not already have. uh, So that way, you're not being held captive by thought processes, behaviors, and coping mechanisms that are not good for you that will not get you to where you need to be, to where your family deserves to be for the life that your children deserve to have. Like, we all got to get better. So this is personally how I have done it, um, how Kathy did it, how a lot of other people have done it. Um, And it's a really simple, not overwhelming, you can do this all by yourself uh, protocol. So the first thing we're going to talk about is Kathy's book. PTSD Time to Heal uh, that is available in ebook. It's available in paperback. Um, we will provide you the link to it. I personally have uh, I had it in paper and I did this a long time ago, um, and now I have it in the ebook in front of me, uh, and I'm gonna kind of skim through it. It's 69 pages. It's really readable. Um, the first thing I want to touch on, though is our adrenal system so when you have been exposed to high amounts of trauma high amounts of stress chronic fatigue chronic sickness anything that puts your body in an overstressed state for an extended period of time causes adrenal fatigue And adrenal fatigue leads to some of your organs saying, fuck this bra, we're out of here. Some of that leads to addiction. It'll lead to people drinking or drug seeking to try to numb the intensity of the inner turmoil. That is all the cortisol flowing through the body and sending all these, the elephant isn't an elephant, it's a tiger. Not right?
1: to mention that cortisol will fuck with your weight big time. Yes. You will gain and weight massively because of all of that excess hormone just circulating in your body. It's what I talk about. That whole uh constant state of fight or flight, where because of what you've been through, you're hyper aware of every single thing, so you're always yep. on. Yep, and you're always...
0: At 11, trying to turn down, but depending on your coping mechanisms, what you're doing to try to turn down
1: is in fact sending you way up. Um, yeah, there's a reason why my ex used to piss and moan because of the fact that I was constantly having to do something. I could not sit still and like watch a TV program. I had to be in the kitchen doing something or this or that. And I dislike like people uh. like that. <laughs> I'm no, like, I hated the fact I couldn't sit still through a 30 minute frigging program.
0: Now, okay, this is where every person is different, right? I personally, if I want to sit and watch something, it's because I'm wanting to consume it and absorb it and I want to be in it. Now, there are other times where I have things I have to do and I could just listen to it and kind of half ass be into it. Like, I've seen that tv show i zombie i'm on my nine three watch now
1: is that and the I one with love... the girl in the morgue yeah she's a zombie my in seattle God, I loved
0: and that they put show. the zombie virus into a vaccine for yes. a made-up flu and then everybody turns into a zombie and you know it's not whatever but i love that show <laughs>
1: <laughs> no i i'm with and, you that was that's the one where she eats the brain and then becomes the person yeah
0: Well, yeah, she takes on their traits and stuff, right? That's why I've watched this nine times. Because the more you watch it, the more you catch the more you think about shit and the crazier and wilder your brain will let that show get it gets better every time I watch it. To be honest, absolutely. Um, But that that's where everyone is different, right? So I like to keep my body moving. Because if my body's moving, I'm worried about what I'm doing. I ain't got time to sit up in the hurt locker that is my brain. Right? So if I'm not sitting and fully engrossed in something, that's a me choice. If it is the that that anxious, I always have to be going, I literally can't sit here because I feel like I'm gonna die. If I do, we should work on that. We should slowly sit down for maybe five minutes realize that nobody's gonna come snatch us up. We could get up because it's slightly uncomfortable, but then our next sitting will be 10 minutes. Nobody comes and snatches us up, so we could get up because it's uncomfortable, and then 15 minutes. And these are the things that we can do to deprogram, decondition ourselves, and reprogram ourselves to be able to do, th- do the things that we want to do in the way that we want to do them right yeah, so but, like if that's a
1: but if you don't realize that that is how to fix it, it yep. you constantly go in, then the you're same constantly in that cycle
0: yeah and that's what i want to do in this episode so we haven't had any call-ins thus far so this is your golden opportunity
1: that's you right, have a we're going to open thing. the phone lines If you want to yeah. call in And weigh in on what we're talking about 100% 253-237-3321 Share your experience uh, Ask questions Whatever And, and I will hear you To
0: the best of my abilities Give you a small Chunk by chunk Something you can work on today Like you could start making it better Today um, but the, so in that heightened state with the excess, uh, with your adrenal system working overdrive, you're producing a bunch of cortisol. You're in this constant state of stress. If we were to, um, transport you into a grippy sock facility and took away all of your outside stressors, right. What would be the first thing that you want to fix? And that's how you have to kind of approach this because we're going to have jobs. We're still going to have kids. We're still going to have partners. We're still going to have siblings and parents and friends and community. And like, we still have to meet all of our expectations with other people and still care to ourselves so (laughs) in this thought exercise transport yourself get all of your outside stressors away first thing you'd want to fix write it down um and then understand that the only way to begin to begin to start doing that first thing is to start slowly eliminating the stress response that you have to your obligations. And it sounds wild and it's a little kooky, but your brain doesn't, it is incapable of differentiating between 33-year-old Emily, for example, standing at her sink of dirty dishes because she's been sick and realizing that the only consequence of dirty dishes is nobody gets to eat on dishes, right? Like there's nobody gonna come snatch me up. There's nobody gonna come break all my dishes and throw them away because I didn't clean them. Like there's nothing ridiculous going to happen. What I have done over the years is remind myself that. And then to get to actually doing the thing because who wants to tackle an entire two sinks of dishes nobody that's why they make a thing called a dishwasher they make the thing called the dishwasher for sure yeah but we do it one dish at a time
1: yeah i'm just, just, just saying start. like that's <laughs> right that, like we
0: just it's the, one dish at a time I'm sick, mom use
1: yeah. the dishwasher and,
0: <laughs> right and that's i guess that's part of the thought exercise too right like imagine that you're sick Imagine that, like, you got the flu and now you, you still gotta go work. You still yeah, gotta feed family kids still rely on You still on gotta you. feed them, right? Like, we should be treating our mental health as <laughs> uh, seriously as we treat our physical health because one begets the other. And if one is out of alignment, the other is soon to follow.
1: Oh, 100%. If your head's not right. Not not that i'm a
0: shining example of health but if you was to look at me at peak mental illness to peak mental stability bro those are two different people two whole different bodies two whole different mindsets the they are not the same person somehow we are right like it's it's wild what this shit what the shit that happens to us does to us until we say, this shit happened and this has been done and now I want to undo it. And but now I want to do some shit to myself.
1: There, there is something I think we need to take into consideration um, because we actually don't know exactly the demographic of our listeners. I mean, we kind yeah. of think we do, but I think it's important to I think kind if you of grew up rec- in America, between the time of
0: 1950 to 2022, you've grown up in a toxic environment, exposed to copious amounts of
1: trauma, and have just been coping your way through. Yeah, but unfortun well, fortunately and unfortunately... In that statement not all of our listeners Are American we do have them from other Countries and you know they very Well could be there the entire time and We're not exactly as versed on what's going on Over in those countries not to say that it's yeah. some Kind of fucking shangri-la because obviously It's not otherwise we wouldn't be I'm seeing sure The shit we see on the M5M ways. Maybe in sure other ways but Generational also Generational housing
0: Sounds appealing if everybody's Decent
1: mm. Yeah, you know, it, it's, <clears throat> I, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence on that one, but what I was thinking about, and why I had said that, was because the first step in anybody healing is accepting that they are broken, and that they uh, need yeah, to heal, acknowledging it. and acknowledge also that you're worth healing, like, you can't just go into this thinking, I'm a piece of shit, and I'm always going to be a piece of shit, no, absolutely not, no, no, we're no, here no. To we, tell you we you're not a piece simply- of shit. Uh, I've
0: used that phrase before. For anyone who doesn't know what it is, it's a Japanese uh technique where if you break a vase, you put it back together with gold so it's more sturdy and aesthetically pleasing and there's a whole oh, thing like behind that. it. But that's essentially what we have to do. Um I've phrased it before, like and even M. Night Shyamalan in his movie, um, splintered, shattered or something like the whole Yeah, I
1: know what you're talking about. The
0: one with The whole um, theme is that the brain shatters and you have to put it back
1: together. Yeah, I think it's called splinter. I'm going to look it up now. Yeah. Cuz there's actually there's a there's a spin-off of that movie. I believe it's called Glass. Like in all seriousness, it actually brought in more Oh, yeah, more there's like four of people. them that feed yeah. into each other. Right, right, yeah. right, right.
0: It's wild. Um but you In an attempt to try to work on whatever it is that's subconsciously whispering shit to you and fucking with you, you have to reframe your current stressors into not stressors, right? So we don't want to stress about what we have to do because that puts us in a fight or flight response. Um, It's usually referred to as like, uh, I don't have to do the dishes, I get to do the dishes, I have clean water, I have dishes, I have dish soap, I have this soap, the sponge to do it right like, but instead of being anxious about doing it, then we can be thankful. And that sends a soothing message through our body, which eliminates the stressor of whatever the heck it was, if it's, I got to drag my ass to work. I get to go get paid X amount of dollars per hour to do this. I get to go hang out with my boys for the next six hours and crack jokes and fart and nobody's going to judge me, right? Like whatever it is, however, you got to frame it, whatever Lulu de Lulu, you got to embrace, make it an enjoyable, positive thing that you are allowed to do choosing to do. And that, will slowly put you in the place to begin to deal with the other stuff because you can calm your adrenal system. You can stop producing cortisol, at least purposely, right? Because if we react to something, that's a choice that we make. We can choose to always be quick to anger or we can pause and say, whatever, bruh. You're having a bad day. That's fine. Cut me off. Get there faster. Get to the red light first. I don't care. God be with you.
1: Whatever that, it that's is. why the good herb makes life a whole lot easier to deal with. Because you, can ma- you don't have a repentance to anger so quickly if you used to. Because you get a little bit of that in you and you're like, you know what? Go, it's so, please. It's fine. It is so hilarious. So I said that I have to tell a quick digression (laughs) story uh, in that fashion, because when we got ready to fly back home from our vacay out in Cali, we had bought a hundred milligram edible and it had these little like lines in it. So I could literally fold it in half perfectly. And we consumed this probably about 10 minutes before we went to the airport We were sky-fucking-high and still sitting on the tarmac, and it was the best flight we'd ever had. TSA didn't piss us off. Other people didn't piss us off. It was just smooth. And not because things actually went right, because, of course, everything has hiccups. But, boy, we could have used that on the flight out instead of the flight home. Because I'll tell you what, Nashville TSA, fucking gong show. You get absolutely no stars. Would not recommend. They are totally useless.
0: Well, for what it's worth,
1: uh, Dallas TSA is on my worthless list. I can understand that. I have not had to go through that, but I will take your word for the fact. But standing, it, phone boy got like two minutes. He was getting his freedom frisk because we do the opt out. I stood there 15 minutes and finally said forget this and was pissed off stood into the machine snapped my head why arms did you above have to wait head. so long fuck if i know there were four female agents and even phone boy had at one point engaged and been like she's been standing there for 15 minutes like i've seen four different agents why can't you do this oh my supervisor won't let me oh, bullshit. Oh, i wonder if
0: they identify as male
1: well, here's well, here's the funny thing. No, seriously funny that you said that because when I was in San Jose getting ready to fly back and we told them we wanted a male and female opt out, I literally was like, I'm not trying to cause a problem, but let me ask you an honest to God question. What do you all do if you have someone who opts out and identifies as non-binary? Mm-hmm. And he really couldn't answer the question other than the... You know, the textbook answer of, well, it's case by case. It depends on the agent. Blah, blah, blah. Like, bullshit. It was the the expected answer that I got. But that actually came right. It was a total jog around the track. And the whole reason that thought had come up was because as I was storming and spouting after I got out of that little radiation machine and the fact that emails would fly and people just can't do their fucking jobs, uh, I came up with the thought to phone boy as we were walking to our gate, you know, I wonder what they would do if I identified as non-binary. Would they have maybe let a dude pat me down at that? Because, look, I know you're not trying to cop a feeling, even if you were. I'm too fucking old to care, okay? I've had strangers see my crotch twice, giving birth to two, you know, human resources. <laughs> Believe me, you accidentally grazing a nipple might be the highlight of my fucking week. Give me a break. Cop a feel, please. Do me a favor. <laughs> no, the, it's just, it's fucking ridiculous. Um, With but hey, the, the way people get so offended over teeny yeah. tiny little things. We have such bigger things, as we've been covering on the show, to get worked up about than whether or not a TSA agent copped a feel on your ass cheek or accidentally yeah. got a little too close to your yummy mound. Okay, come on.
0: Well, so my issue with DFW is I had a connecting flight on my way home from Senator Amanda prison and I went outside to hit my vapey vape because I'm a millennial and we can't help ourselves and I had to go back through security. So I'm standing in line, there's a lady behind me, visibly anxious, she's talking to her husband on the phone. And she's getting more anxious, and so I'm paying attention because that's just who I am, I fucking see everything. Um, And I get through TSA, and I look back and she's still doing it, and I'm getting all my shit together. And then she is at the point where she's like, I don't wanna go through the machine, I need to do a pat down. Uh, And before she could get out the words, um, they brought over a middle-aged female. (laughs) And this poor woman had a mental breakdown. She said, I need a man to pat me down because I have woman trauma. And they said, it is policy that a woman pat on a woman. And this poor woman who had to hang up with her husband to do the TSA thing is now full crisis. I have oh, all yeah, my no shit together. All I could do is say, Y'all about to arrest me because I'm intervening. Uh, and I had to hold this woman's hands and tell her, I got, we both were on the ground. I'm holding her hands as this bitch ass caucasity is happening above me they're gathering people they're bickering when and <laughs> the way that they handled it was terrible ultimately two men patted her down while I held her hands so they could do it quickly which we agreed to fast as possible this has already gone terribly wrong right just get it done and over with um and then I had to call that woman's husband, sit with her for a minute, and then I had to go talk to the supervisor of TSA at the time, whoever was working, and I said, y'all need to be trauma-informed. Truth. Y'all need to take a goddamn class on how to handle these people, because that was the worst people handling I have ever seen in all my goddamn life. All of you should be ashamed of yourselves. All of you should feel like terrible pieces of flesh. Well, I hope. You go home and hug somebody that has been through some shit and ask them, What do I do? Be better for fuck's sake. Yeah, because and I so stormed my afraid. way to DFW Chapel and cried
1: by myself and then went and sat at my gate. <laughs> yeah, but, and that's the problem we have in this fucking shit show that we call a country is that people are so goddamn worried about you misgendered me Ah, I have tits but I'm not a woman I have a dick but I'm not a man I don't identify as anything I'm a fucking ruler you know you're a fucking joke Okay, you have a dick, you have a twat, you're a dude or a chick. Stop your shit because this is what the fuck happens when you don't is you have TSA agents who don't understand a goddamn thing. You're so worried about teaching them about fucking properly gendering someone that you forget to teach them about trauma. Shame on TSA. Or even like, I mean, they treat us all like cattle.
0: Right? Like, set aside any sort of it's funny you social that. anxiety. I almost or. got my ass
1: in trouble on the last plane we were on because I set us in rows where there was only me and Damon sitting in a row. Like, in, in that side of the plane. Because I can't fucking stand having to share a seat with some sweaty, stinky son of a bitch who I don't fucking care, male or female. You don't, don't want to get Sidney Watson? Don't your fat on me. Don't lay your fat on me. Anybody laying their fat on me gonna be phone boy fat. Okay? You we're not laying fat on You don't want to be Sidney watson no fucking way. Okay. Keep your fat off and <coughs> knots. So,
0: another but here's derailment. the
1: thing. This plane was so tight. It was a new acquisition for Delta. I'll name their bitch asses. And, okay, I've gained a little bit of weight, but I'm not back to where I was. Okay. Every other flight, I'm fine to fit my seatbelt. I'm fine to go through the fucking row straight on. Not on this cattle car. And that's exactly what I called it to the tra- to the uh, flight attendant. After I threw my bag, because she wouldn't let me put it in the overhead fucking bin, I had to put it under the seat, and it was my tech bag. And she's like, is there a problem, ma'am? I'm like, whatever. I think I was not engaging with her, because I was not going to be good. But... The seatbelt did not fit right. I had to pretend I was wearing it because I was not going to ask for an extension. Like, fuck all of y'all. That ain't happening. I know this is not a fat girl problem. This is your fucking plane has too many seats it too in it. It's too small. And yeah. It, it was a total cattle car. And I, amazingly, she actually uh, agreed that it was a fucking cattle car. It's probably one of
0: their smaller commercial, like a, a business traveler plane commuter plane that's the one i was looking for
1: right exactly and you know the the fact that it was um it was a short hop thankfully that we had to take that cattle car on i mean there's a reason why they call you know coach cattle class because that's what they do they treat you like animals you know i mean That's that's why
0: everybody should just
1: drive everywhere there is no way I would have driven to California. It was bad enough having to drive around in California. Oh, well, I mean,
0: I'm not... And uh, I wasn't even driving. The only reason I'm going to California is for reasons, but... But Ugh. that
1: just... Yeah, that that, that whole TSA thing, you know, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. They have absolutely no... There's no humanity in it. You know, it no. used to be back in the world in a, in a far away time, <laughs> when people actually did their jobs, gave a damn the about their jobs. Yeah, no, way back further than that, I assure you. We are way pre-COVID in these days. But people actually used common sense, and especially, like, working EMS, okay? My, I had people's lives in my hands at any moment, and yeah. sometimes I had to make decisions that weren't within the constructs of what you're supposed to do. Sometimes you have to bend those rules to do the right thing and accommodate. Well, and, you have to have and, the they, and people have lost that. People thinking, have lost their humanity. The
0: critical thinking skill to say, this is the right choice to make in this moment. There's no, there's no flow chart to follow for this. Right? Like, everybody is trained. Right answer is right answer. Nobody's tra- yeah, exactly. no, or Nobody's trained and taught. How to think no the critical, critical thinking. thinking has been taken yeah. out and that's what common sense is right like we used we used to joke oh nobody got common sense you get change," and nobody realized the long-term impact of nobody having common sense anymore which actually is critical thinking
1: yeah there's a reason why your parents would give you hell For not using your common sense Because it's a use it or lose it ability Mm -hmm. And when the school systems Systematically deprogrammed children From using critical thinking Thanks to no child left behind And thousand points of light And garbage, garbage, garbage Yep, base eight, common core, new math Everything that they have done to ruin our education system and turn our children from free-thinking little individuals into mind-controlled cookie-cutter sleeves. Yes. That's
0: ultimately the only way communism can walk right in.
1: So, to not have that happen, everybody should smoke weed. <laughs> Just kidding. Hey, there's nothing wrong with but, smoking weed. We talk about that every single day, you know. Um, I got... Um, you know, uh, you know. Before Slow we had that, every day.
0: <laughs> before we had that sidebar, um, I got really excited because you had said, "Just take a couple of puffs and nobody really bothers you." Um, in Kathy's book, PTSD: Time to Heal, she mentions that uh, cannabis and the cannabinoids help actually regulate your adrenal system. So if you are unable to, like I suggested, mentally reframe your have tos, to get tos, allowed tos, enjoy tos, um, cannabis, and fueling your endocannabinoid system, which you could do the CBD route, you could even go to the grocery store and get hemp hearts and make little Baked goods with it or have it as cereal. However you can get cannabinoids into your body to fuel your endocannabinoid system, you're at more of an advantage of taking over your stressors because it's already it's like an anti-stress vitamin. And yeah, that's what I just said on the internet. Cannabis is like an anti-stress vitamin for the human body to give you the peak human experience, so you can override the external stressors and stimuli and turn your own inner uh, I don't
1: know inner powerhouse on inner control board. Hey, I have no problem with you sitting there saying that. I, I think it needs to be said loud and proud. I mean, we w- we've we recently been talking about uh, states that are lobbying the government to take marijuana off the schedule list. And I completely agree with that. I think it needs to, as DeLorean says, you should be able to grow it like a fucking tomato. Like there, a tomato, should for not sure. be yeah. regulated. We should be able to grow it like laws. cotton. Yeah. We should be able to grow exactly. it... We
0: should be growing it instead of corn and soy. But I feel confident saying it that cannabis is the vitamin for your endocannabinoid system because if it wasn't, why the figgity fuck did they take it out of the food out of the food groups, out of the fucking food chain? Why did they outlaw it? Why did they Treat it worse than alcohol. We know that alcohol slowly but surely rots your brain, turns it into mush, basically lights fire to any sort of neural network that you have. Slowly but surely, it rots away. And with that goes your kidney and your livers, and then you. But we can do that. We took that away but brought it back. But we still treat hemp like it's you know, out here to murder babies or something. Um, Oh, yeah, reefer madness. That was, again, first sign that they were fucking with us. Okay, so we
1: talked about the adrenal system. Yeah, back to the book.
0: Yes, we talked about the adrenal system, lowering our stressors, and how cannabis is an essential nutrient to... Eliminate the outside stressors of life as a human on this oxygenated rock That is on fire (laughs) Uh, The book is 69 pages um, and quite honestly it's probably only about 50 of actual writing and there's spaces for you to write in it It's very thorough. It's one of these that you will revisit from time to time. You might get different answers throughout your life, throughout the year even, Um, but it is beneficial and you should thumb through it. Uh, The second thing that I wanted to make a point of is in case any of us weren't aware of it, the uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. We talk about that a lot. Yeah. And it's... A lot of people talk about it a lot. um, But I don't know that we, like, fully understand that. to Some of us. And I myself have to revisit it and then mm, adjust my definition of it. So it's five fundamental... Building blocks that humans, human beings, have to have to optimally be a human. Your psychological needs, or oh, (laughs) physiological needs—that's what that word is. Jesus, there is the word. You have to, yeah. You have to have food, water, shelter, clothing. You have to be able to sleep, Uh, safety and security. You have to be healthy, you need to have a, a job, you should have family, you need to have a social job, right? Like, you gotta be the funny friend in the group or whatever. Um, love and belonging, you should have those friendships where you feel like you belong. You should have intimacy with your partner. You should have a sense of connection with the other human beings. Now, what happens if around. you're lacking
1: some of those I am
0: team get it from yourself, because ain't nobody around to give it to you all the goddamn
1: time. And that's needy. But... Uh, but is it? But is it really I, needy to expect... I mean, you're literally listing these as Maslow, Maslow's hierarchy. So is it really needy for well, you what I was to, about to say to have it from someone else? <laughs> what I was about to say... Is that
0: that's my own... Uh, narrative right like I I personally know that 99.98 percent of these things I can give to myself and it can be as beneficial as someone else giving it to me now that 0.02 percent that I need from another human being I know when I be a needy when I'm being greedy, when I'm saying or believing that you will make me better, that's unhealthy in its own ways, right? So yes, I, yeah, I'm a imbalanced in the way of, I would much rather meet my own needs than be disappointed by, um, but that also takes away, from the other person's ability to give. So it's a, I'm not all there yet, but I'm better than I used to be, amen, amen. We are all a, a uh, work in progress, <laughs> that's right. Uh, but that's, it is a difficult thing and you do need other people in this. You, you have to have other people. I am lucky that my other people are held captive in my home. They live here. They ain't got nowhere to go. <laughs> like, they coming home every day. One of them don't ever leave. You know? Uh, but I got lucky when I started this, and I had my good support group, my my 0. .02% people. I had those. They were built in. So, eh. And also, it's unhealthy to, uh, like, leech that out of a kid. So my 0. .02% oh my comes God, from... Yes. Yeah, my 0. .02% comes from Tom. He meets his 0. .02% requirements and then some. Um, but me personally, like I know when I'm being needy, and I and I and I have to consciously not do that to people, which it's not that hard because I'm not that I don't flex that muscle very often. But there are right. people who I do. I'll call my grandma when I'm being needy. We'll, we'll just put it that way, so. <laughs> that works. Uh, but so it's, there's no good or bad labeling on the need, right? Like we, the physiological needs, it's not bad to need to breathe or eat or need some water, just as just as much as it's not bad to need the the healthy family the the intimacy like those aren't we can't label the needs good or bad and this is mostly me talking to myself right now but it's also useful for y'all in the event that you find yourself labeling some needs good or bad because they're just needs There we go, we're growing but,
1: actively but, but how many people are literally sitting I mean, I know that's what this is about But how many people do you think will actually sit down And evaluate themselves And begin their healing process? Question mark, exclamation Grr. point How will tell you The only ones that I
0: know That are like actively doing this Like legitimately doing it <laughs> Are the ones that go to them meetings every week that them NA meetings, them AA meetings, them just them meetings because you're in community held accountable to be accountable. So those people they're doing it cuz they got to go once a week and say I did it or explain
1: I didn't do it. Okay, but let me ask, let's let's shine um Let's shine a light on that For just a, a second Just because you're attending those meetings And you're saying all the things I mean you could be literally just regurgitating The word but vomit But this is where
0: and, and I agree with you That's why my ass doesn't go to those meetings Has not done that But The reason why a girl Never done and did that Is because you can't do those things And just regurgitate it You can't fake the funk week in and week out. And if you do, people find you out. And people who find you out in those groups, they wanna fix you. They wanna fix you more than you wanna fix yourself. And then you run and you go to a different meeting, you go to a different group, right? Like eventually you're gonna have to deal with it. You can't just show up every week, regurgitate, pretend, fake the funk, People will see you. They will see that you said that you're doing this. We all said that we did it. We've all moved forward and you're still back here. How could we help you get up here? And then you either have to accept the help or you have to be like, I really didn't do it. So that's why I'm still sitting here. So it's, you could, you're not gonna get to do it for long. You're not, you, you just don't get away with it. People see you too quickly in those situations.
1: Not disagreeing. It was just an ulterior <coughs> theory.
0: Yeah. It's, I'm, don't get me wrong, there's people out there who do it, right? And if you talk to them long enough, you'll find out that they've gone to every group within 40 miles, and they're just, none of them are good. Same, same thing happens with church people. Right? Like, same thing happens with uh, Bridge Club people or dominoes people or book club people. If you're not who you say you are and you show up being somebody you're not, acting somebody you're not, like, people will see you. They'll figure you out.
1: You'll get got. Okay. That's why everybody's on this authenticity key. If your bridge club is judging you, there's a problem.
0: I I guess. I don't know. I don't even know what bridge
1: is to be honest. It's uh, a card it's, game? It's some kind of card game. I'm okay. not, comp- not It's wrong. Like I'm not completely versed in it. I know old people play it. It's like cribbage. Old people play it. Oh wait, don't okay. you play that phone boy?
0: And yeah, cribbage is I the I one love the with fact golf holes. Boy is not
1: on the mic this morning, so breaking his ass is not nearly as fun. Breaking the balls. Breaking the balls.
0: Cribbage is the one with the golf tees, right? It's cards and golf tees. <laughs> Something like that. It has a okay, board cool. and little pegs. Yes. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I'm glad I knew a thing. I barely I barely play spades, and that's just my passive aggressiveness getting out so
1: if anybody ever I wants must, to play spades I, I must just be oh that'd be neat get like an online uh spades game in like a chat room we've been talking about getting a uh hot death uno game going one oh, night yes. the Bemrose's us my kids are interested in it i don't know how the heck it would work because apparently you have to like have a visual aspect and i'm pretty sure sir bemrose is not going to jump on a video chat anytime soon i'm amazed he even allows us to clean feed link him on a wild saturday night <laughs> yeah well,
0: i don't know some sort of uh uh game night meetup might be
1: in order that'd be interesting in, I-, I think in they person. call those no agenda meetups <laughs> there's usually pool and beer oh well that's a different set of skills yeah, I'm I'm not even going there. So continuing on with your
0: book. Yeah, I was about to say, I forgot about the hierarchy of needs. So we got distracted. So we have our physiological needs, safety and security, love and belonging. That's the three that I already mentioned and we talked about. Four is self-esteem. Like you have to believe that you're worth something. You have to believe that your amalgamation of cells is on this planet at this point in time for a very specific reason and you'll be damned if you don't get to do the job that you were sent here to do self esteem <laughs> uh self actualization uh that's morality creativity acceptance spontaneity uh where you experience purpose where you find your meaning that's the like the tippy top final step that's what that's where we start doing stuff right like that's where we're able to say hey i had a good night's rest i had room temp water to have right before i did my podcast and i got a i love you text do a good job and i get to go into my basement in my home where it's set up like a little studio and I get to say, hey, my life was pretty shitty, and I was covered in mud, and I got out of the hole, slung it all off, here's how. And now, I'm in that tippy top part where I'm saying, all this shit wasn't for nothing, it was for something. We gon' fuck it up, y'all. Let's do it, okay? I'm with it. So, And that's each of you, each of us, all of us. We all have this, you all have very specific things that only you have experienced and only with those very very specific experiences in your very specific life, can you do what your lack of a better term built to do, right? If we had shitty childhoods and it was stressful, good. You can handle a lot of stress. You ain't gonna be crying in your office because Brenda wants something by EOD. Okay, I didn't do shit all summer break, but that house was clean by three fifteen, right? Like we know, we know what we're capable of. We have to facilitate ourselves achieving our own greatness, and that's yeah. In, but also remember hierarchy of needs.
1: Also remember individuality, in so much as. Yes, okay, you may be good at handling stress because X, Y, Z from your past, but -hmm. also realizing other people may not have that same ability and accepting people for their differences. That's one of the problems we have in our society today is everybody thinks everybody has to be the same. It's that conditioning that everybody's being indoctrinated with, the whole cookie cutter, everybody's the same, everybody's the gray man, because that way, you know, you don't see the actual inequalities. Everybody's screaming about equality, but nobody yeah. wants to do anything about the equality because it's uncomfortable just, to be. Because there's to so face much it. of it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there's so much of it. We're not done finding all of it. So how dare we try to solve right. it? So I agree. And that's why behind the mic I have and really anybody I talk to um, radical acceptance, radical acceptance, that will give you the mental, a mental space you have never experienced, whether it's, um, uh, you applied for a job, you, you did the best application, your CV was perfect, you snuck in the fucking keywords in white, you got through the algo. You're going in, you crushed it. As soon as you leave that, radically accept you don't get the job. Radically accept I don't get this, what do I do instead? And then start doing that. As you're doing that, radically accept if and when you get the job. Okay, I'm doing that, I also have this going, I will now do both, right? So we're not overwhelmed. We are prepared. We are qualified. We have been selected. So we get the job that we radically accepted we wouldn't, we didn't waste that time stressing and moaning and groaning over it. And once we have that, then we can work on whatever our passion, our, our backup was that we had at the time. That was a a job interview example. Let's say that you're sibling is just a shithead they're just in their shithead phase radically accept that radically accept this is a shithead phase they're gonna come out of it all i can do is not get caught up in it i can love them i can support them but i don't have to get splattered with the shit show <laughs> you do that over there and then because of the radical acceptance of the reality of the situation you you yourself aren't stressing about his shithead choices. He's in shithead season. Fuck him. Enjoy it. Make all the bad choices. Don't affect me. <laughs> Radically accept that the communication's gonna be shoddy. They're gonna be emotional. They're gonna be reactive. It's shithead season. Okay. Cool. You said some mean words.
1: Ooh. Ooh. Sorry you feel that way. Um, that's, where, but then, that's where phone boy saying don't take it personally comes in. Yeah, like, don't you take have it to, personally. You have to kind that's of another get way to that put it. in your head where if someone's having a shit day and they take your head off, it's not that. Yeah, it's you not you. Are, yeah, exactly. It's not you. Exactly. It's not always. <laughs> Unless it, it should be. It may be, be you. Then but it may it not be.
0: Right. And most of the time, it's just not. Most of the time, it's the straw that breaks the camel's back. Right? Like, if you're snappy with somebody, it's not because of that person. We all know that. We all know that at like six o'clock, when the fucking overhead fans go in and the dishwasher's and the kids are like, What's my dinner, mom? What's dinner? And the TV's at 72, you're just like, Shut the fuck up. Everybody stop. And it's not the. I what's for dirty bomb? And it's not the 72 TV. It's not the it's the culmination of all of it is too much. Just imagine that when another person snaps at you or does something that you're not a hundred percent okay with, they're just doing them. It's not me. Have a great day. I hope it gets better, but it's it's not my problem to solve. Uh Radical acceptance will get you a lot of things. Uh, it used to be for me a expect nothing and never be disappointed uh, but that that gets sad it gets it weighs on you after a while so radical acceptance is a good replacement for the zero expectations, zero disappointments um, and the Next thing that I want y'all to do, that I think y'all deserve to do, because none of us should be running around here unaware, Uh, I included the link for the ACE screening, uh, Adverse Childhood Experiences. These are 10 questions. You get one point for each. Uh, And then at the end of it, you have your score. And once you have your score, points no I'm just kidding nothing happens once you have your score you just you just get to know what you need to work on you, it gives you yeah you get a better picture it gives you somewhere to start path yeah yeah it gives you somewhere to start for sure um, <clears throat> for example like question number two did you lose a parent through divorce abandonment death or other reason Uh. That gives you one point. Um, If you already know, right? Like, I already know that my parents got divorced when I was seven. Nothing gets good after that. I assure you. Uh, So that's an issue which presented itself in my own life as, A, marriage is a scam. And B, only way out of marrying me is in a box, with a headstone. I don't play no games. You say I do, we did. Yeah, yeah. I do till we dead. That's, so that's how that framed that for me. So let's just imagine how terrible Emily's relationships were, were non-existent, mostly non-existent, and or quickly realizing, I ain't staying with you till I'm dead. Um,
1: and that's a hell of a realization to come to as you are very aware.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, I came to that realization when I was twenty something. So maybe a little late, maybe uh, but it's it was helpful. And then from there, I was able to see the extreme <laughs> extreme uh, opinion I had on marriage which then trickles down to what goes into marriage. Emer- well, you have to first have a relationship. And then once I figured out all the gremlins in those, <laughs> uh, then I went into, well, before you have a relationship, there has to be another human, right? You have to look at another human and be like, yeah, what's up? So then I had to go through all my gremlins in the other human selection process. And in doing all of that, your, you, me, I uh, was able to fix all kinds of issues. Like, it, working on one thing that seems just like, oh, it's just one thing. Y'all don't understand how much that, like, one thing is oozing and leeching and sucking out of 700 other things. Oh, 100%. Right, like, because when it boils down to, for me, Uh. the, the wrong definitions, you have to change those, right? We have to change our maladaptive experiences, we have to redefine them and then represent them to ourselves in a way that is healthy and beneficial for us to be able to move forward. So, in doing the Adverse Childhood Experience questionnaire, um, just be honest with yourself. Um, It leaves everything pretty open-ended. I don't think that there's any super specific, uh, very niche experience that isn't covered on this uh, in the 10 questions. But when, once you have that information, then you're able to decide on what it is that you want to start with first. Um, I can't tell you how to order order them, what is most important, uh, what you should fix first. I can just tell you that I went for the most harmful to the least harmful. Meaning my addictions. Meaning your girl had to actively try to not kill herself. Yeah, really. So that was that was where I started. I started with my maladaptive behaviors that were alcoholism and uh adrenaline seeking and gambling and oh, tattoos, socially acceptable self harm. Um There were a lot of things that I ceased first because that was causing me the most damage actively. Okay. And that's just a suggestion to you find people. To start with the one that's fucking you up the most today
1: and tomorrow and probably the next day. Uh, I think a good starting point is just accepting that you're fucking broken because we all are. Oh, for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I have faith that our connoisseurs know, know that this is a scratch and dent section. Like, we're all here because we're diggity dinted. I think so. Yeah. Uh, in the process of doing your ACE and then identifying which ones that you want to work on, the next tool that you should have is cognitive behavior therapy. Uh, I personally love this, am certified in it, believe in it, think that it works, know that it works. So uh, it's useful, but only as useful as you allow it to be. Um, The theory is by restructuring your cognition, um, you can then restructure your emotional behavior, right? Like the way that we respond to people is based on our perception of what it is that they're doing or saying. If we already have the negative preconception of middle-aged woman means harmful interaction, Then when middle-aged woman approaches me at TSA, I'm going to have a meltdown.
1: Right? Yeah, yeah, negative. Yeah, but that's not a good thing because as you experienced, you know, then there's a whole big thing and people are uncomfortable, people are confused, and now you've re-traumatized someone.
0: Right, and that's, yep, amen. Not only is it negative for you, the individual, to experience that entire process of having the negative preconceived perception of what is happening. You, individual, deserve to not really freak out if middle-aged woman approaches you. You, you deserve to be able to move through the world and not actively what the kids call triggered fucking shitheads ruining that word you don't deserve to operate and live and move through the world in a place to be triggered right ultimately we want to not be triggered no triggers that's what we want to get there you have to say literally audibly to yourself middle-aged white woman doesn't equal harm, right? Like, or or a brown dog doesn't equal dog bite, right? Like whatever it is, someone drinking doesn't equal backhanding.
1: Yeah,
0: and in the process of doing that, you're rewiring your brain, you're training it to respond differently, just like the process we went through. Of being traumatized and responding to it okay so this is where we say i've been trained and programmed now i'm training and programming myself now i will say white woman approaches me middle-aged white lady approaches me hello ma'am right like that's just a human human and everybody deserves to get through that place of being triggered to reality. Because ultimately what happens when we're triggered is you're transported. You're transported back in time to that moment where you were traumatized and you're stuck there. But your physical body is in now. That is dangerous. <laughs> On so many, so many levels, that is dangerous to your physical being. Uh, and secondly, it's not good for your brain. It's not good for you. You shouldn't constantly be time traveling, but your body's stuck here in 2023. Like we don't, we don't want that. That's not good. Doesn't do anybody any favors. Uh, back to cognitive behavior therapy. Let's not derail. Uh, the there's okay. <laughs> The three aspects of cognitive behavior therapy are your automatic thoughts, cognitive distortions, and the underlying beliefs or schemes, right? So initially, in the examples I gave, the one written here, uh, for example, a friend may cross you in the hallway and not say hello. If you have an automatic thought of he hates me, or I have done something to anger him, it is likely to impact your mood and cause you to feel upset and also to behave in an an avoidant manner when you see him next. On the other hand, if you had the automatic thought, he is in a hurry, you would not be too concerned and you would not be avoidant when you were to see him next. Now, if any of that feels like something I definitely do that Um, (laughs) you can benefit from cognitive behavior therapy you can learn how to like I said earlier kind of radically accept like oh he's in a hurry he's thinking something he's trying not to forget what he needs at the grocery store whatever reason to ignore me that I might ignore another human being I will extend that to him Uh, and the whole process is you can use it for everything. Literally everything. Uh, (laughs) You can, it starts out as a writing, as a a writing exercise. Um, The first thing I do when I sit down is I write out what my fucked up thought is. He's mad at me, right? Like pass me in the hallway and ignore me, he's mad at me. Why do I think he's mad at me? Have I done anything to make him mad? After I have sat here for eight minutes and only have one reason? That's bullshit. Uh, No, he's not mad at me. So then the next thing is why would I assume? Why would I assume that he's mad at me? What is it? uh, uh, Was it the body language? Was it that he actually just briskly walked by? And you work through basically the trigger step-by-step, step, like, each thing. And then once you see it in its entirety, walked past me in the hallway, didn't say hello. I thought they were mad at me because of this one reason that took me eight minutes to come up with. And then I felt that they were mad at me because I assumed that they... And then when you read it out, you, you're able to see that a you just made a whole bunch of assumptions (laughs) but b like it's not it's not that big of a deal it's not that life ending of a thing it shouldn't consume that much of your time and your energy uh and after you do that a couple of times of like writing it out and taking the time to like sit and do it It becomes an automatic process in your head. So, in the moment, when someone walks past me quickly and ignores me, the immediate they're mad at me, followed by immediately, that's absurd, followed by they're just in a hurry. And in a matter of hmm, two and a half seconds, I've spared myself the next three hours of emotional dysregulation. And mental load that comes with stressing about in the back parts of your brains about why somebody might be upset with you, and and then you're not fully paying attention to cleaning the kitchen, or you're not fully paying attention to teaching the English the English lesson. Like all of these things that we do to ourselves <laughs> to some extent aren't good for us and it does like we're causing our own harm sometimes so my favorite thing about cognitive behavior therapy is that you can do this on your own it works for
1: everything
0: whether it's a a person-to-person issue that you have or a like food if you have any sort of like uh, eating, disordered eating, CBT, give it a try. F- figure out why you have a bad relationship with food through cognitive behavior therapy. I promise you could do it. Um, because what it does is it, the whole process is deconstructing your thoughts and you have to do it. You have to sit here, write out whatever the thought is that you have and then, uh, what do the political heads call it, straw manning or steel manning or whatever? You have to You have to build your argument for that thought that you have. And in the event that you're unable to build a coherent argument for the thought that you have, it's nonsense. It's nonsense. You don't need that thought. That's a bad thought. That's a maladaptive thought, and it could go away. Right. Yeah. The, and the process of doing it, I find to be the most enjoyable because before I did this, I definitely was the person who just had opinions flying out my ass. I definitely was the person who willy-nilly believed just about anything if it came from a certain person uh, or certain class of people. Uh, it was it was very enlightening uh, once I started doing the thought exercises and actually having to back up why I felt certain ways or why I thought certain things and it's very very useful Uh, that's the only thing I can keep fucking repeating on it is it's incredibly useful, incredibly simple to do, and will change your life immeasurably. <laughs> so give it a go. Uh, once you've figured out that you're gonna love CBT and you're all in, then that puts you in the position to start doing uh, actionable change, right? Like that. We have, we have the PTSD workbook, Time to Heal, we're working through that. We have our hierarchy of needs. We're either meeting them or we know that we got stuff to work on. We have, uh, we got our ACE. We figured out what our score is or points. We know where exactly. We got some fucking skeletons buried. We've got CBT, which is us sitting down, straw man in our fucking thoughts. And now, we're going to look at our list of things, and we're going to make specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, time-bound goals. Uh, Not that there is a stopwatch on healing, but I have found if we have a deadline or a it'll be over when sometimes that gives us the motivation to carve out the time that we don't have that we need to have to do it so all that harp and I did on not framing things in a way to stress yourself out this not that I want you to stress about it but I want you to prioritize it Stress, I want much it like to anger be. Anger is
1: a wasted emotion. Word.
0: Um, I want it. I want it to be a priority, right? Like I don't want it to be. Oh, i will get to it. We'll do it sometime. Nah, like you deserve it. Your yeah, spouse make deserves a priority. it. Yeah, your spouse deserves it. Your children deserve it. Future grandkids deserve it.
1: Like, yeah, whatever okay, it is, you can get really lost, really easy with that mindset because you well, can. You, you know, you start like, okay, I'm going to do this because I deserve it, but so does my husband, so does my kids, so does this, so is that, and you lose, you lose then, the plot, you lose the yeah. meaning, and then you're doing it, for and then for it turns into people, you're doing it, it it's for everybody the else, same right. cycle that you've gotten into every time you have tried to better yourself, fix yeah. yourself, whatever, and because I'm
0: aware of that cycle. I find myself in it sometimes. Uh, that's when I have to switch back to, it's not selfish, it's selfless. I, yes, have to do these things for myself. I also, by doing these for myself, provide for and to these other people. Um, oh, 100%. But for them to get what they need, I have to have it first
1: I can't give you something I don't have (laughs) this is this is where put your own oxygen mask on comes in
0: yep yeah so prioritize it find the time to do it there's a benefit to it and also if you're a parent this changes parenting it does this this puts training wheels on gentle parenting not only do we not want to tell our kids, what are you fucking retarding? You don't know how to do it? Right? Like we don't want to do that to them. We also want them to be able to critically think and have solid opinions and have the wherewithal to know sometimes like maybe I shouldn't speak. Right? Like maybe that's not a helpful thing to say. Um it's a it's something that we can Impart part on our children, and it also makes our jobs easier because then they're the ones stopping and pausing and running through the list before they do. And then we don't have to have the, uh, like the angry outbursts. Right. Like when I started being more honest with my kid about how I am not a crazy person, it benefited her and even when she went to public school her teachers were thankful that she's not as emotionally dysregulated as other children her age and she also gives them the tools to say hey they weren't being mean to you because of you know it's you they're just they're having a bad day
1: yeah right like don't that take my kid was telling again.
0: yeah my kid was telling the other kids it's not you Right? They're not mad at you. They're just having a bad day. Maybe their mom ran out of cereal. (laughs) Maybe their brother took their favorite bowl. Like that was and it's the little things like that that is good for the child. It's good for the children that our child is around. And then it also signals to the adults involved. Hi, I'm not I'm not out here actively fucking them up. I'm trying to help. I'm, I'm trying to help. So don't SEL my kid. We're doing it at home. Keep it to yourself. So that's a different conversation for a different day. Truth But all of the, that. all of the links will be where the links are always are. Uh, and one last thing about CBT is it's extremely helpful, helpful, helpful for any of the neurodivergent folks out there, at any level of neurodivergency, CBT might be for you. It is. It helps you um, figure out humaning and human interactions. It's good for that. So, that's that.
1: Alrighty. All righty. So, cool. I would say that it's time to remind people.
0: It's the rooster booster.
1: Pour a cup and roll up. Let's do it. That's right. It is definitely time to warm up those donation buttons. Go to lotuseffect.show. Click on the We Like Money button because we're still trying to get the one for Coffee and Chronic set up. And uh, splash the walls with some Satoshis. You know, boost us. Let us know you're listening. You know how much we love it. I'm skimming so,
0: through You're skimming through the, through the chat.
1: Yeah. yeah. And the uh. info. Yeah well so okay so I want to talk about the whole parenting thing from another side of the aisle because I have sure. children who are literally adults and theoretically could have their own kids at this point and it is it is a great challenge when you are a broken parent and you haven't yet come to the point in your life where you realize how fucking broken you are. Why where do you think I learned that children
0: smell hypocrisy? Where you've said that is only a lesson. That is only a lesson one learns from living it. Like, there is it's hard. It's incredibly hard. And I don't know what to do if somebody finds themselves neck deep and not knowing what to do. I want nothing more than to pull you out and set you straight, but that's not helpful. (laughs) That's not helpful. Uh, For moms, especially, it's one of the things that we kind
1: of like tap into our reserves. Yeah oh and yeah and we we just we don't want our kids to see how broken we are. I mean let's yeah. just admit it. No.
0: Well and we don't want anybody to see us as broken as
1: we are. Nobody. Well, no, but especially our kids. It's much like if something no. happens, you don't want your kids to see you cry because you are afraid that they'll start crying. If only for the sympathy right. yeah, yeah. of mom's crying, I must cry too. Why is mom crying? Yeah. You, yeah. I, kids yeah. are great. I mean, all in all, my kids grew up, despite all my brokenness, they turned out to be pretty all right, little individuals. You know, human resources, if you will. Um, they're not perfect, but then again, whose kids are? You know what I'm saying? No they're, they're perfect to me. They're, they're my yeah. two heads, and I wouldn't trade them for all the riches in the world. Sometimes yeah. I'd give them away for, you know, a, a Twinkie, <laughs> but I wouldn't sell them for all the money. So it, it's not easy trying to parent kids. When you yourself are broken I mean we know this It's one of the wonderful reasons Why we do this show Is because we're trying To help people no matter what stage Of the journey you're at If you haven't realized That you need to be on this journey If you're beginning it middle If you've already come out the other side And realized that hey you know, I was a really broken person And now I'm not you know, yep. C Brooklyn says in the chat that you know moms spoil the kids cause of their brokenness. um guilt is a huge part of that, like I can speak to the fact of driving. A truck for 14 years. When I started that, my oldest was like 12. My youngest was 8 or 9. So, mm-hmm. in fairness, yeah, I had a massive amount of guilt. Like, oh my God, I can't be home with them and be on this truck for weeks at a time working. It sucked ass. But I did things to try to mitigate that. You know, I would, I would buy them things. I would... Yeah. And, and it wasn't always financial, you know, I, I made sure I called home every night. I would help them mm-hmm. with their homework as I'm driving down the road. Um, you know, I sacrificed things like so that I could be home for a birthday. I would stay out an extra week or two. You know, I can remember when I first started, I stayed out extra so that I could be there for the first day of school for my son. These are little mm-hmm. things that the kids may or may not realize. The amount of sacrifice that goes into that. Because as a parent... I want to be home with my kids every single day. At the time, I wasn't in a position where I thought that I could find a job that would facilitate me being home every day and being a parent that would be engaged. I tried being as as engaged as I could be. But unfortunately, uh, you know, I, I had to do what I had to do. And there's no excuse for that. I don't make any excuses for it. I absolutely hate the fact, and if I had the ability to go back and rewind all the mistakes that I made, yeah, I probably would have made different choices as far as the driving thing and so on and so forth. There's there's many mistakes I can look back and go, "Oh, if I had only done this, if I had only done that." But that doesn't get you anywhere. You can't go back. You don't have a hot tub time machine to just go back and fix all the fuck-ups. You have to go with what you've got. And that's the conversations I have with my kids a lot now that they're very much adults and old enough to have their own little curtain climbers like, "Look, You all did not come out with a instruction manual tagged on your toe. Okay? Mm -mm. This was a complete figure it out as you go. And I had a fucked up. Choose your own ending adventure. Yeah, exactly. You know, when, when, here's the thing. When you start broken, how the fuck can you expect to get a whole person when two broken people formed this person that's coming out? It's a lot of conscious effort. It's a lot of work. It's a lot lot of I'm not going to go down this same path. I'm not going to let my children become a product of X. Right. Well, and that's ultimately what it becomes is
0: once you have done what we've asked you to do and you look objectively at all the things that make you you wonderful, broken, heathen yarn, right? Like once we figure that out and we know how it affects us, we know how our parents arguing and actively not loving each other affected us as children. Why would we choose to impose that upon our children and give them those same That same fucking Lego brick builder, right? Like the little map that you start putting all the Legos on. Oh, God, don't ever
1: step on one of those at 2 in the morning. I swear to God.
0: Nah, if if you do what I'm about to say, you deserve to step on Legos at 3 in the morning on the way to pee. If you look at that list sitting in front of you after this is over, if you see all the ways that the world has fucked you up, and then you choose to do the same shit, to the people that you made, step on Legos, step on Legos. No, and I, much I worse.
1: completely but, agree with that. But that's
0: what, that's ultimately how we have to look at it. We have to see that the ways that other people's, uh, our parents, our grandparents, whatever it was, however it happened, the way that they influenced our maladaptive thoughts. Behaviors and coping mechanisms, if we know what those are and then we actively choose to not deal with them, we're pieces of shit. We're shitty. Agreed. And we're setting our kids up to carry the same sets of luggage that we have. So, unless you're ready to sit your kid down and be like, it's a shit show, get ready to hear about what life's gonna be like for you because I can't stop doing XYZ. Because I'm selfish, because I'm big-headed, because I think it's too hard, because I think I'm too good. No. And, okay, I'm scrolling, and I'm seeing this, and I'm going to do it. Go for it. Ladies, smash the fucking iPads. If your kid has one of them, I assure you there has been more than one time in your life, in their short life, that you have thought, This is crackhead behavior. I haven't even seen this outside of 7-Eleven. You wild. Take that child, hand them a hammer, put the iPad in front of them, make them smash it, make them smash it, and then make them drown it. And then, by drown it, I mean put it in the sink, run water over it, and then make them throw it in the garbage, and then you mama say, No, no more iPads, no more none of this. You're a sweet little baby. We're gonna color. We're gonna play with toys. If we get bored of that, we'll go walk outside and look at squirrels and birds and pick up leaves. And I promise you it's hard. And I promise you it's mind numbing. And who the fuck wants to hang out with a potato when there's goddamn YouTube? But let me tell you something. If we know That us millennials are only screen junkies because our parents let us play video games and they really weren't on us. And now we can't fucking put down this black box to save our lives sometimes. That is our security blanket. That is our heroin. That is why the fuck would we want that for our children? Why would we want them to be paralyzed on the couch scrolling when they've got laundry to fold? Why do you want that for them? Ladies, mamas, explain to me, please, because I don't want that for her. I don't want my child to be 25 years old in a disgusting apartment, scrolling the screen for dopamine instead of doing damn dishes for dopamine, instead of cleaning up her bedroom for dopamine, instead of fucking wandering around and getting some goddamn serotonin flowing through her body. So... Unless you can explain to me that you're going to explain to your 20 something year old child when they live in squalor, smash it. Today. December 18th, 2023, and Santa ain't bringing a new one. Smash it. Done. Done. The iPad is not a parent. The iPad is not a friend. The iPad is not entertainment. It is the devil. <laughs> it is. A little gremlin that is going to take over your child's brain and hijack it. Your kid belongs to the
1: internet now. Or smash the iPads. Well, here's a thought. Why don't we start with just don't give them the fucking iPads to begin with. Don't give them the cell phones at five years old to begin with. I
0: mean, that sounds great, babe. But I gave mine one when she was
1: 18 months old. Yeah, and that makes you a shit mom.
0: Right, it it did. It for sure did.
1: I was a piece of shit. I was and a piece of shit iPad my mom. But you know what I did? I was an asshole because I wouldn't give them a fucking phone, wouldn't give them a yeah, smartphone. Well. The most they got was when they got into high school. I said, here's a flip phone. All you need is the ability to make a phone call and maybe text. You do not need a computer in your hand to be connected to your brain at all fucking times. And I still stand behind that. I can't stand seeing these kids who, like you said, they're little zombie monsters who insist on having mom's phone in the supermarket. They have to. Constantly be engaged with. Stimulated. Yeah, and stimulate. Oh, that makes me so angry I want to rage and scream.
0: And that's just, oh, it's, it makes me mad at myself and everybody else because I kind of sort (laughs) of knew. how uh, children's brains developed quite rapidly when they're young and how important stimulation was and how important it was to
1: engage with the little potato. Um, But the problem is they're being given these things so that they don't have to engage with the little potato and that's where the parents should be beaten repeatedly. So, and
0: this is where what I... Fucked up on was assuming that the iPad stimulation, because it was more, was betterer. <laughs> it betterer. They play these shapey games and the color games, and there's the matchins and the people who can talk and baby talk and say, what nose on your face. I can't yeah. do that. Literally. No, it, I just felt like I got possessed by a demon. No, thank you. That's gross. <clears throat> no. But w- that's where we fucked up, and we, me specifically, but humanity, parents in general, more isn't better. By stimulating them that much, that young, we have now set that as baseline. <clears throat> I don't know if anybody else out there is like me, but there are certain times in my life where I have had the TV going in one room, music coming in another room, and then I'm sitting in a completely different room, scrolling for dopamine, and that's still like not enough stimulation So then I start doing something else, whether that be like cleaning or dancing or change up what's on in one of the four different sources of noise. Um, But that was when I was 19, 20 something years old. Go into any young person's dwelling at less than 10, they have the video game they're playing they have youtube running of somebody else playing a different video game and music coming from an unknown source and probably some sugary carby thing going into the pie hole right so they've got like five times at like under 15 years old um all of that stimulation turns into Drug addiction. It. I th- can agree with that. That's just how this story ends. Um, we can't w- wire the brain for eleven. <laughs> uh, for for like fifteen, right? Eleven used to be the the cool. It goes to eleven. No, like fifteen. Like fifteen. You can't wire the brain to be at like fifteen. And then expect it to sit in pre-K and not manhandle the other
1: kids, not bite anybody, not pay attention. We right, literally after have you an have... entire generation of children who do not know how to have... So- they don't have social skills. They don't know how no. to communicate with one another no. without that electronic device. You literally can yes. be sitting right next to your best friend. And instead of turning them, and going, hey, Susie, blah, 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 it's on the keyboard. And then you just stare at them until they read it. Yes! Yes! Oh my God. Society (laughs) has become so disconnected. I mean, it's funny because Break is is breaking balls in in the chat um, with uh, his or her, its opinion. Uh, But here's, here's my thing. We are ragging on tech. We're bitching about tech and what it does to children, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yet, all of our children have cell phones. I guarantee it. Of course, mine are adults, but, you know, we're looking at each other on a telescreen doing this show. You know, yeah. we're, we're working on getting a, vet, a video aspect to it. And just in and of itself, it is a podcast. So it almost yep. feels like it has shades of hypocrisy. I will not lie. But at yep. the same time, we're also not children. I don't believe any of nope. our listeners here are children, and and I still till and if my, you are children, yeah, get share off of your here. Parents for letting you listen to this garbage. No, um, tell your parents t- to call me. Yeah, or 3321 You know, let's uh, let, let's get some weigh in on on your opinion of tech the and children. The thought <laughs> of a child listening to this just made my eye twitch. And it's my
0: left eye, not my normal right eye that twitches.
1: Okay, and and we would all like to know why you're twitching.
0: Well, I, I don't know, just the thought of a child listening to this. I, it, I
1: don't know if you actually see and hear <laughs> some of the things that children are being allowed to consume. But, this is probably really sanitary compared to some <laughs> of it. I'm not even going to remind nope. you of nope. Cardi B, my friend. Oh, Okay, so <clears throat> I like to think
0: in my little fantasy Lala Lady DeLulu brain that... um. Everybody else's kids are treated like sweet little innocent childhood having child babies, and we don't um, we, we we don't tell them that the world is a bad place. We warn them that it's a disgusting, not so great place. Um, but I would die if my kid listened to this at ten years old. I, I would die. I, it, would be, it would be a bridge too far, I don't know. But my 10-year-old is not the average 10-year-old, so she's probably more sheltered than the average 4-year-old. It's wild. Uh, but that, that's also part of the problem, right? It's like we've societally agreed, like, what is even childhood? We're all... They can listen to Cardi B and Elvis and whatever, it's fine. Not oh, sweet little angel babies who should be listening to I don't know, hymns or songs about colors. I have to veggie tales.
1: I remember Veggie Tales and Dragon Tales. You know, to some it degree you know, children's programming to some degree actually used to be a little bit wholesome. Of course, we're going way back to like Foam Boy and I's childhood with uh And
0: it definitely was always the more <laughs>
1: yeah it was more of an independent
0: studio type of thing like one one local station had something different decent (laughs) right uh okay all right i'll tell that story so uh millennial media offensive it's a millennial run media deconstructing show a la no agenda um and just like no agenda has meetups I'm trying to make MMO meetups happen. Uh, But I, you ain't going to catch me at a bar. You ain't going to catch me out my house in public around other people after 7 p.m. This ain't happening. Um, And I like to go outdoors. So I decided to launch MMO Outdoors. And our first meeting was uh, at Merrimack Park in uh, Missouri, Merrimack Springs. It's a trout park. It's really cool. You should go. Um, but <laughs> what I did was, is I just told my internet friends <laughs> where I was gonna be and when I was gonna be there. And if they wanted to come hang out and do some fly fishing, your girl got you. Right. And I told my husband this. And he's like, yeah, all right, cool. Yeah, no, that's the very millennial thing to do, but sure. And then I told my daughter that I had a couple of friends who were going to come meet up with us when we were fishing. She was like, oh, who? And I was like, some internet friends. And she was like, "Um, internet friends? You mean serial killers? You mean axe murderers? Oh, my God. So, yeah, I did my job. She knows the internet is a disgusting, dangerous place full of axe murderers and serial killers. Uh but uh uh Pfeiffer and his lovely lady ended up coming out. And uh right before they got there sh- my daughter actually she was like, Mom, what do we do if they are like axe murderers? And I was like, That we get axe murdered. <laughs> like that's that's just how it goes down. Um but no, it ended up being a good time. But uh yeah my kid is well aware that the internet is full of serial killers and ex-murderers. And it's a disgusting place and no child should ever be on it. And you definitely don't meet people from there. Unless you're a grown-up. Who cares? It's a dangerous...
1: And see, here's the thing. Okay. (laughs) Two two different ways to look at this. Internet can be good. It has its purpose. Internet can be bad. It has a lot of shit on it that we need to protect our young babies from. That, that's yeah. just a very simple thing. Yeah. Um, as... Okay.
0: As far as... I know I told y'all to smash the iPads. Smash it, drown it, throw it in the garbage. Make the kid flash, flush it, stash. Um, as far as, like, the cell phones and communications for the older ones... They,
1: thank you boomers, they still make flip phones. Did y'all know that? Yes, and I like, heard that young people are actually starting to prefer a flip phone over a smartphone. I think that's, maybe we have hope. Yeah,
0: right? If I wasn't such a damn reflective box junkie, I would go to a flip phone only because nobody calls me. I've got like three people that call me. And those are fine being like phone calls. Uh, I have one person that texts me on a regular basis, take it back two people that text me on a regular basis. I will T9 that bitch, I'm fine. But I'm a junkie and I can't go without the YouTube and the Google and everything else that's on this wonderful goddamn phone. Um, But for the young people, give them a flip phone. Give them a flip phone. The only thing they need to do is let you, parent A, or spouse, parent B, know that they're alive. They only need to have a boss, like they only need to have a number so that way a boss can call them into work. Any of their friends could text them. They can still get texts. It's not like they're not allowed to. But the functionality of a phone should be for communications. I think that's where we fucked up. And that's where the bad guy brain of marketing got us. Because now it's not just a phone. Like my phone is less of a phone than it is a handheld laptop. Like I'm, it's, I don't know, the, the phone, <laughs> the phone's not very phony anymore. Uh, and I think it would do these young people and also <laughs> our brain, our human brain right? For a long time, we didn't have phones. And then we did have phones. And for the longest time, they were like stationary. They were in one place. That was one place that you could get phone calls or be on the phone. And now it's everywhere, anywhere. And nobody answers it when it rings, or we have it on silent and God forbid, it makes a noise. Um, Yeah, and that's a like, Our brains aren't they're not evolutionarily evolved yet to process all of that stimuli all of that information so do them a favor give them the flip phone if you have to even give them a phone um, and just tell them the internet is disgusting disgusting
1: well i mean you're not that far off it is It is kind of disgusting in certain certain circumstances, you know. I think it's, so when I say it's disgusting, I say that from
0: like, let's go, I don't know, um, (laughs) abduct some random Midwest person age 17 has gone to church and youth group and it doesn't know anything and show them like four websites that would traumatize them. Right. right? Like there's a, it's a,
1: (laughs) I just love the way we've gotten so far down the rabbit hole on, on technology. I mean, it's a basic thing. Love your kids enough not to let technology take over their lives because so many young people nowadays don't have the, skills to communicate like a normal human being. Right, and for sure. Yeah it, yeah. it is really ruining the world. Whether you have kids, yeah. whether you don't, it's, I think we can all agree much. that technology... Yes, technology has become too much and it's mm-hmm. being terribly misabused. Yeah. And kids have a lot to do with that. Yeah.
0: Well, and that's... It's, it's kind of actively playing out right now. Um, you have Gen X who for sure has a pre tech life and post tech life. Oh. 100%. And then you've got Yeah, then you've got us millennials who are like, I definitely had dial up because we were poor. <laughs> I had, you know, I had a computer a CPU. And, and then I had to like, my first phone was a flip phone. So like, I remember a pre tech now and like, low tech. Um, but anybody after me, A or Z and Alpha, like, they don't know anything but the smart TV that has the buttons to get to whatever cartoon they want. They don't know a scheduled programming guide. They don't know, uh, having (laughs) having to wait for a specific day at a specific time for the show to be on to watch. Everything is is too accessible and it sets up an unrealistic view of what the world is like absolutely it's it's opening yeah it's it's it, it just opens the door to the whole world when they can barely process the world of the room that they're in like their object permanence they don't have any like they're they're like i don't even know how to explain it in a way other than they're brand new human beings who shouldn't be exposed to that much stuff. (laughs) We, I'm 33, however old y'all are, like, we shouldn't be exposed to this much information. There's a reason why we freak out and why we don't understand things and why we get overwhelmed and why we have burnout, because you're worrying about too much shit, your world has gotten entirely too big for you to manage make your world smaller and it gets easier and it gets more manageable.
1: Yeah. And, and that's exactly it. Is the world's gotten too big. It yeah. really has. It, I mean, theoretical in, in so much. And that's, I mean, the world has not, other than population, the world has not changed <laughs> size. It's not expanded in size right. at all. It's
0: just our ability to view it. And I guess that goes back to, like, what's his name's cat? Shorter and Gears cat. It's either dead or it's alive, but it's neither until we open it. Right? So, like, right? when they launched the internet back in, like, 1996 or whatever, uh, they didn't know that here in 2023, everybody would be getting tweet updates of somebody taking a shit during an active shooter situation like they didn't know that that was going to happen but that's where we're at now and like no no middle america person no flyover country person has any business being stressed out to the level of someone who lives in new york city that doesn't serve anybody except for the companies they work for the fucking Nike's and Nestle, and you know it, it serves everybody
1: but the individual. One size fits all fear. Oh yeah, as long as you make that fear big enough.
0: Yeah, and that's
1: as long that's as it can, as long as it can blanket up. everyone, you're good. Yeah, yeah. and
0: that's yeah. You know, with the right mindset, it will rub, run off your duck like a bag.
1: And, that, and you know like what that That's yeah crazy. run off your <laughs> run off your back like a duck there you go <laughs> all righty then you you can tell you you and i are both having a great cold medicine morning oh boy
0: i i was gonna say i feel like i didn't take nyquil but my brain is not braining <laughs> <laughs> your brainy bits are not working yeah it's a struggle
1: that sinus headache is coming back like right behind my eyeballs it's good good stuff stuff. you're not you're not dosing with the like nyquil Dayquil cocktail so to speak oh god no i only take that stuff if if it's absolutely
0: necessary um what i didn't do this morning was take my uh, ginger honey tea yeah i was like oh i feel fine I'm defi- I defi- I texted you. I was like, I don't even have NyQuil brain. It's Yeah, wonderful. you did.
1: Yeah, as, as I'm laying in bed. <laughs> Why and- is everybody <laughs> sick right now? Well, I would like it's to think. It's called winter. It's called, I don't know. <laughs> Germs are fucking shit. So
0: <clears throat> I'm going to put on my tinfoil hat. And I'm going to say that um, it's because everybody went for a booster and or their combo flu shot get it all RSV CV 19
1: 12 in one. Um, Oh, it's interesting that you mentioned that. I just want to, uh, I just want to touch on that really quick. Yeah. Apparently right, there, it. it's really quick. There apparently yeah, is fine. a journalist who okay. was shaming people for not wanting to get jabbed and tell me this is not the most delicious ironic karma this person actually died after getting jabbed. Well, that's. I'm not saying I'm happy somebody died. Don't get me lot. wrong. I'm just saying, like, that was a massive karma whip song. Don't be that too person. haughty or God Almighty will humble you. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, I'm not. You know, I'm. I'm not saying, oh, yay! You know, we have one less mouth breather on the planet. That's not what I'm no, saying. No, but I, a, I
0: just. We should not the touch, have of, Ill touch will. of
1: irony there. Yeah. That's like, oh, you were so. You know, damn you for not getting boosted, and damn you not getting jabbed. You know, ma 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 ma, ma. and that very thing is what took you out the game. Like, <laughs> the irony's thick. Well, and
0: also, I have noticed and noticing. um... Because I've lived coast to coast, down south, midwest. I got people across the countries. And those people like to move, too. So um, I've got people everywhere. Yeah, I I think the reason
1: I got crud is because of the trip. And, of course, because I tried to say to phone boy, no, don't kiss me. I don't want you to get this. And the next day, he is feeling the same way I felt like day one. And I'm like, yeah. I didn't want to say I told you so, but I kind of felt like, told you so. I definitely said something. <laughs> uh,
0: it, it's a... In my opinion, it's a mixture of the the flu, COVID, RSV shedding, flu shot shedding, COVID shot shedding. And what is um, up with this whole is not And also the being change able... of season.
1: Yeah, the change of season has a lot to do with it. What's up mm. with this shit of... Uh, and we reported on it Saturday where you can't get your flu shot and your COVID-19 jab at the same time. Like, people are having strokes and fucking dying from this. The, like, wow. Well, and you
0: have... If you got one, like the J&J one, you're at clot risk for three years. If you got really? any of the two-parters, you're at clot risk for two years. Your risk increases if you smoke, if you take... Or if you have um, any sort of blood issue already. It also increases if you take birth control. Uh, what was the other thing that increased? Oh, if you also have a... Um, family history of clotting issues or any sort of um yeah, any family history, birth control, smoking, higher risk of blood clots um, but last year I had two people go in for blood clots and then this year, right before Christmas, I have one girl who is a radiology student so Boston area uh, she's currently got a clot in her leg um, and then one other person California area has a family member with a clot right now so it's wow holy <clears throat> crap yeah uh, and then the other thing that I saw health wise was the dog pneumonia this I didn't is hear a, about that Oh yeah, it's a it's a viral dog pneumonia that's going around that can only be cured by this shot that they came out with last year and before that we really didn't have this problem. Uh I personally didn't get it for Max um because it's at the time it was just like required by doggy daycares um because it's akin to kennel cough and just as uh, transmissible um but there there is an Oddness to it to me uh, that there has been an uptick of um, doggo deaths since the start of school to like Thanksgiving so I'm making a prediction that it will be dead dog season from back to school to Thanksgiving in perpetuity oh well,
1: that's not traumatizing at all for people you know it's um, just the circle of life just like the flu
0: shot season is death season. So it's, you know, just a weird thing you're not supposed to notice or question.
1: Well, it's yeah, because effective. exactly, exactly. And, you know, they are they are hard touting the fear porn with, oh, it's COVID season. We need to mask up and. Oh, dear God in heaven, like, okay, if you want a mask, that's great. It's your choice. Just stop trying to still convince people that the fucking things work the way Herr Fauci said, because we all know that they don't. Don't make me have to replay the narrative clips.
0: If you have, if you're already in a state of fight or flight. Your systems are not functioning properly. And then they also have you on this slow trickle of fear, right? So your immune system is going to take a dip (laughs) and we're really suggestible. Like we're nocebo fucking all the time. So to some extent, it only works because people believe it. Right. Like it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy.
1: Oh, completely. It's like talking yourself into being sick. It does not take much at all to talk yourself into being sick. Right. And And then pair that with
0: not eating properly. None of the food is real food. Nobody actually gets enough sleep. Nobody drinks enough water. Your toxic work environment, probably your less than ideal home environment, like all of these things... You're gonna be sickly. You're gonna be susceptible. You're gonna be, lack of a better term, weak. Like you're not. Yeah, of your, your shit's immune working system right. gets
1: run down. You gotta boost that shit up.
0: You yeah, know? it's the you only way to, you're gonna stay healthy.
1: And wash your fucking yeah. hands, people. Uh, this. I- I'm telling you, one thing that is a huge pet peeve for me is people, and I have seen this happen, and I, I can't, I just can't. You go to a public bathroom, and there's a perfectly good sink, water, and soap, and towels right there, and you opt to walk the hell out of the bathroom and just do a little squeaky squeak of fucking hand sanitizer. You're gross. Now, your hand smells like alcohol-scented pussy. Fantastic. Instead of washing your fucking germs off, now you're going to contaminate everything you touch. Way to go. Because we all know that that germ sanitizer does not last more than, what, 30 seconds to a minute, I think, before germs start reforming on your hands. Like, what? I just, I don't understand. You have soap water towel right there. Why? Why? Why but is it? it's environmentally friendly. What? To put that shit all over your skin? Right. Let's go Well, no, to so not run the water. Oh, good God. You just flushed the that's... toilet, for Christ's sake. Yes, I know. But That's your water I'm... allotment. You know, you know as well as I do. I know you're being sarcastic because I can no, see I know. your face. Yeah, that's, but I that's know you're gross. not going to walk out of a fucking bathroom that's and just gross. use hand sanitizer instead of washing your hands after you wipe. Ew. What if that person took a dookie? Like, what if they were buying I mean, for cards are and then just hand sanitized? How do you know you don't have poo particles all over your hands? And now you're just going to get, like, shit everywhere, literally. I mean, listen.
0: I'm the kind of weirdo who, like, holds their breath in a public bathroom because the poo particles go in your nose. Truth. So, um, I definitely am washing my hands, still holding my breath. I, I, hold my breath for a long time, uh, and there have been establishments where I have gone in to use the facilities, not use them, and still washed my hands before I left the bathroom, right? Like, if the bathroom isn't good enough to use, I'm still washing my hands, because I went in the disgusting bathroom, so there's no pass.
1: I, yeah, I'm. No I'm obsessive about hand washing, which is why I'm funny that I got sick. I think it was seriously because of the fucking travel and everything. I mean, there was well, literally yeah, one connection down where, and then this just <laughs> happened to be a bathroom issue where my stomach decided to betray me, and we made it just <laughs> as they were finishing boarding our flight. I'm like, you've got, I mean, yeah, we had, we had a tight connection to begin with and having to go to the bathroom and and whatnot, it, it, uh, it cut into that time significantly. But yeah, I, and I should have known, I should have totally dosed the shit out of myself with some zinc and whatnot before going on this trip so that I would be quote unquote protected and such. And it's funny because I literally said to phone boy, I'm like, shit, I forgot my hand sanitizer I mean, it's not ideal, but it's better than... Yeah, I know. The irony dripping off of that. Well, no, I'm just laughing
0: because you said you forgot yours. so I'm like, not me. I have one that lives in my purse. It gets taken out just enough to use it, and it goes right back in.
1: Well, I I did have, for the longest time, I have the little uh, Bath and Body Works ones. Because I like the smell of them. And I have a ton of them. And it would be nothing to put one in my purse, and I probably really should, but I'm always afraid of that stupid little thing clicking open and Busting then it open. Op- oh, it's such a nightmare, yeah. and, they, and the and no, the holders it's... are expensive. And
0: honestly, I I grabbed Hadley one for when she was at public school. I had to buy her three of them, not because like kids stole them or she traded them or anything, but because they fucking broke. That stupid silicone they make them out of is the cheapest, most designed-to-fail silicone ever. Uh, yeah, emergency is a good one. I <laughs> I have an old lady regimen that I started a while ago, and that's working pretty good for me, but I messed it up exactly nine days ago, and that's why I'm feeling less than.
1: Uh, <laughs> I just I can't look at that and talk. I, um, I truly hold uh <laughs> i hold uh i hold the carlin viewpoint of you know you have an immune system exercise the motherfucker now and again like yeah i i i'm i'm a firm believer and and i said this funny enough um i was talking recently to i think it was phone boys family and mm-hmm. i'm like And I think I might, yeah, I even said it on the show, I think Saturday, like when you start touting how a vaccine uh, immunity is stronger than natural immunity, that's when I check out, like, sorry, your body is a machine. It knows what it needs. And sometimes you need to get sick. Sometimes you need that little reminder, like, hey, tighten up your game. And that's what I feel like this is, is this is just a little reminder from the world that I need to tighten up my game and start washing my hands like religiously and put that stupid hand sanitizer back in my purse. In addition, I would unmute myself. Oh my myself. God, that's funny. I just you had, phone boy
0: yourself. I did. Uh, <laughs> boost your immunity for sure. But in addition to that, let's look at our other hygiene. What are we eating How are we sleeping? What is the content that we are consuming? It is all circular. Yeah, and that's... My favorite time of year is obviously fall because I'm a basic bitch and pumpkin spice is life. But... Fuck yeah it is. Seasonally, seasonally, I like winter. A, if you go outside, you really want to be outside. So all of the parks, all of the everything, none of y'alls are out there. It's wonderful. It's my free playground. I can go anywhere I want and nobody will be there. But also, in the winter time, that's when I find myself able to, hmm, I guess mostly guilt-free deal with anything. I have enough time to like kind of hibernate. Nobody's going to ask me to go do anything because there's nothing to do. Nobody's going to have any expectations of my yard because it's covered in snow. So now I have my mowing day for something else. winter time is more beneficial to us than I think that we have ever fully realized with being in the world that we live in now. Uh, one thing I would encourage y'all to do is this winter to look at this winter more of a Hibernation um oh what am I thinking of? Like a like when a when the caterpillar reset? a cocoon. Oh, oh a my cocoon, gosh. like a hibernating cocoon. Um where you can you can like kinda hide out and work on your shit and the the time that you used to spend mowing the yard, now you can spend that time mowing down your maladaptive
1: behaviors and coping mechanisms um yeah like tiny like tiny house said we have seasons for a reason death and rebirth that's exactly how it's supposed to be is the life cycle yep
0: and i have always been because that's just i think how we are um a new year's resolution person and in that same sentence i was also the person who was definitely not changing this year by january 15th
1: so <laughs> when i so in other words shifted, you you had about the normal 2 week i'm oh yeah. going to be a great person i'm still trying really this is hard so is do it next year nothing's better
0: yeah yeah no yeah. i and and for a lot of time that was you know whatever it worked I did it and I knew I could do it if I wanted to
1: I just don't want to right now
0: Heh. so
1: <laughs> yeah but you put it off and you put it off and you put it off we all know how that goes
0: yeah yeah and when I kind of reframed and looked at wintertime differently that's when those New Year's resolutions weren't really resolutions anymore they were plans that I'm putting into action because I've spent roughly November, December, maybe into January, fine tuning it, to be able to launch it and actually do something with it. Um, And when I started doing it that way, that's when I actually had that noticeable growth. And I felt like I was, like, healing and getting somewhere and actually doing something. Um, and for a lot of years, it was kind of like running on a treadmill and you're just doing the thing to to do it, but you don't ever go anywhere. You're in the same spot. And it was... I don't know. It's a... There's a reason... <laughs> there is... the The seasons, right? It's the death and the rebirth. This is when the world, the the oxygenated rock that we live on goes into its own season of death. So if the oxygenated rock that we live on can go in its own season of death, knowing that it's gonna get warmer, things will start growing again, the snow will stop falling, like the oxygenated rock has done that for however long it's been the oxygenated rock that we live on. Like we as inhabitants of the oxygenated rock have to have that same cycle, or we end up dysregulated, or not, we don't deal with things when we should. And then they end up getting us when we're down, they end up coming at us when we're already dealing with the rents due, and I got my hours cut. And now I'm crying about fucking Aunt Becky being mean to me when I was none. Like, they, we we can't do that. We, this is, 2024 ain't the year for that. It, for many reasons, many reasons, it is not the year that we get caught up in our fifis. We got to spend this yes, winter processing them
1: that is, and getting, getting through it. People do that too much. Yeah. They want to yeah. live in their feels. It's all about their feels. And you just, you cannot do that. It- here's, here's how I look at the seasons, okay? If we start with the beginning of the year, okay, it's colder than a well digger's ass. Okay, fine. There's endearing things to that. Go outside, get bundled up real nice and warm, go outside and take a slow, cleansing, deep breath. It will absolutely renew your soul. I know seasonal affective disorder is a you thing. You even
0: just stare at
1: the horizon. You could do that too. Stare a nice out crisp as far snowfall. as you can.
0: Yeah. And it doesn't even have to be like go stand in like the clearest part of your street. See as far down as you can. Get your eyeballs focused on the furthest thing. And in that, like that's a calming experience and it also recenters your brain to I am but a blip on the radar. And that's where we want to be, in a humble way, I am but a blip on the radar. Who am I to stress about this? Who am I to be overwhelmed? A that's blip a on the point. radar, right? Like, just as much as we're the blip on the radar, that thing, blip on the radar. We're done with it.
1: Yeah, Even it's off. marginalized. It's, it's really putting into perspective... And marginalizing the problem, you think something is mm-hmm. so gigantic, and then when you actually put it into perspective, you are like, "Oh, look! I can take my two little fingers and shrink it down." Yep. Fee fees.
0: Yeah. Twenty twenty four is not the year for fee fees. No, 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 unregulated amygdala activated responses allowed. None of that. There will be none of that, and it's your duty to shut it down if and when you see it. That is an, that is a hysterical response. That is an untethered to reality response. Please take a second and think about what you just said. Like exactly. that's we got to, got I call it going dad mode. <laughs> Cause moms will listen to a lot of nonsense. We'll give the no, but we could be rationalized to a hmm. All right. Dads. Bro, no meant no. I fucking said no. That means no. I told you not to do that. Give it, no Xbox. I told you if you back-talked your mom, you'd be facing the corner. Yeah, well, go get in that dang corner, son. Like, that's, we need to go dad mode. Zero nonsense. If it's not good for the individual, which is in turn good for the group end of it no more not loud done shut
1: it down agreed agreed but what i was going to say about the whole seasons thing is in each season no matter what your favorite season is i think people should be able to find something endearing that they can, mm-hmm. so to speak, look forward to. Look forward to, yeah. Some people are winter people, some people are summer people, so on and so forth. But there's something that I think everyone can look forward to in each season, whatever it happens to be. For me, it's listening to the snowfall in winter. It's the seeing the bunnies and the crocuses and all the, you know, you're finally getting that nice warm day where the wind isn't blowing You know, chill right through you. You know, Mm -hmm. summer has so many great things to offer. I don't even have to try to (laughs) name all of those wonderful things. And then fall has a smell to it. And I've always loved the smell of fall. I think it is so... There's just something about it. It's like the warm, fuzzy feelings are coming back type thing when fall gets here. And I'm Mm -hmm. with you. Pumpkin spice for the win. (laughs)
0: Yeah, pumpkin spice is life. Um, But we're our family. We're outdoorsy people. So just like you're emphasizing people to look forward to the seasons, we do the same thing. In the wintertime, we get to go steelhead fishing, which are just big, angry trouts. And I like that. That's fun. Tom likes it more than I do, but I love it because he likes it. So... Uh, That's what we're doing this winter. We also snowshoe. We also still go camping in the snow. We got a heater. We got sleeping bags. We got layers. We'll be fine. Um, In the springtime, like everything's thawing out. You still can go cast. There's still nothing to get hung up in yet. That's wonderful. Summertime, it's hot when we go camping, but that means that we're doing more water adventures. your lines get caught and everything and you cuss a lot, but you're still catching fish, so it's fun. Um, it, but I don't know very many other people who have their, their hobbies, outside interests, non-monetary interests um, that keep them in a look forward to cycle. Some of it can be like the sports I know like sports ball is a big thing for a lot of people. You got your football season, your basketball season, baseball season, hockey season. That's your calendar is the sports balls. Um, My only, hmm, I guess, dislike of that being someone's cycle is that that's a fabricated experience. Like you're not actually running the ball you're not actually running the bases, you're not actually swinging the bat, you're not most of the times in the stands with that level of energy. Like that's, if you're a sports ball person and you're not in a stadium, every chance that you get, you're not getting the full benefits of being a sports ball person. And I understand that that's a little unreasonable um, because tickets are expensive. Um, But in the conversations that we've had today understanding how outside influences (laughs) affect us and change our behavior there is no reason why your hobby right like if i have a bad day of fishing i still had a good day outside so there's no lose for me At least for me. I know some people, if they don't catch anything, then all day's ruined and everything is garbage and I'll never fish again. But those are the people I'm talking to in the sports ball world right now. If your team loses and now your whole week is shot, (laughs) bruh, (laughs) that's not it. That's That's not a thing that brings you joy. That's a conditioned behavior. You're a football people because your people are football people. You're a sports people because that's how you commune with your community. Like it doesn't actually serve you. You're getting hijacked for no reason. Um, but the, the seasons, it's a cyclical year in, year out, oxygenated rock does its thing. And we're subjected to the thing that the oxygenated rock does ultimately You should want it to be the best experience that you can have. So get hobbies, get outside. Yes, we
1: like fresh air.
0: Yeah, yeah. Even if it is to just go outside and breathe non-inside air, that's acceptable. Even better would be to go for a walk and see how many different trees you have in your neighborhood or animals. Or if you live in a city, how many different types of cars. <laughs> I don't know. It gets dark early. That's the other thing about wintertime is like it gets dark early. So there's not really a whole lot of quote unquote day left in the day once you're done working. So instead of like being bummed about not getting to do anything outside and fun in daylight, um, I started journaling and working on some passion projects and stuff. And that was, that made it easier. And most of this is like personal experience, but my grandfather has also dealt with seasonal depression, like a doctor told in seasonal depression, um, for the better part of 25 years. (laughs) So I've seen, I've seen how the sun going away and the hobbies and the activities and the routine, if you don't if you don't in a way accommodate yourself and find a way to still get those needs met um it makes after october something to like not look forward to (laughs) it makes the whole year very heavy and depressing so
1: Yeah, I, I'm not looking forward to going into this whole winter season, but I'm sure that we will all come out the other side of it, you know, hopefully uh a little less scathed. And, you know, hopefully Or at least know exactly where we're bleeding from. Yeah, you know, that's that's helpful too. You know, if you're gonna bleed it's good to know where you're bleeding from. Yeah. And hopefully so we can know where to apply pressure. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, uh Hopefully our listeners today have gotten some value out of the show that we have given them. Hopefully they will uh, look into this book and trying to become better people, you know, through learning where our problems are, you know. I mean, we we all have them. I mean, let's just be honest. Everyone has problems. Everyone has a story, quote unquote. We all have ways we can be better. Yeah. Every day we can be better. I mean, we're not perfect. I'm not even going to get all, you know, biblical and crap on it. But I mean, the reality is we're all flawed. We're all trying to put ourselves back together to whatever degree that we're broken. And we have a wonderful support system. You know, in each other, we just have to not tear each other down and attack each other, and devalue each other. You know, I, I value all of my friends, the few that I have, because I'm really not a person who likes to. Ironically, you know, podcaster with three different shows, and I'm just really not a people person. It it takes a lot for me to actually have someone who. You know, I regard as a friend because I'm extremely guarded. That's probably a lot of you know my being broken uh, attributes yeah. to that. But that's something yeah, that that's I'm a, comfortable the with at this wall point. Of safety. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's a, if you climb over this brick wall, I guess you earned it. Cool, welcome, welcome to the other side of the wall, darling. Uh, <laughs> and in a lot of situations. I would much rather be the person with the brick wall boundary than the person who doesn't have one. Um, But they both carry their same set of risks. Uh, Ultimately, it's I have to speak to the person, not, and I guess kind of in a biblical way, not like the person in front of me but like their highest self person that so if i am speaking to the highest self person i'm not gonna be unkind i'm not gonna be demeaning i'm not gonna be i'm gonna speak to them as if they understand what i'm saying as if they are going to hear what I have to say. I don't have to belittle them to to get their attention, right? Like that's a, that's a weak person habit. Let me make you feel small so I can feel big uh, and shame on us who do that. Um, but yeah, it's, a, it's it's pretty simple. Just treat others how you would like to be treated. And if you see someone being treated poorly, try to rectify it or at least say hey you ain't got to be treated that way <laughs> you could ask for better so
1: that's right demand better of yourself and and frankly others you know i had a recent conversation with my youngest son about surrounding himself with better people it's a mm-hmm. uh, it's a conversation i had had with my oldest son at one point it's like if the people who you surround yourself with reflect upon you, so if you are keeping company Big with time. people who are alcoholics, drug dealers, degenerates, like a whole bunch of other things, okay, yeah, that's going to reflect on you. And honestly, it's kind of like the picture we talked about with narcissism, where you know you have the pair and the other pair, and one pair is you know mostly rotten, and the other one has started to rot it will rub mm-hmm. off the way yeah pe- you're going to the- pick
0: up the mannerisms and the behaviors yeah, exactly. and whatever it is yeah if if that's what you surround yourself with that's what you will inevitably become
1: sadly it is and it's one of the hardest things to try to get a young person to understand is if you want to better your life oh, take a look man. at the folks who you are keeping company with and decide Are these the type of people who you want to have in your life? Are these the type of people who are arguably of a caliber that they belong in your life? I mean, I'm not saying that everyone has to be, you know, great, wonderful, blah, blah, blah. But if the people who you're like, for example, if the people who you're hanging out with are drinking all the time and you Mm -hmm. find yourself drinking all the time and you go jesus you know i i I, i'm noticing i've got a problem i don't want to do this okay so what do you do if you hang out with these people you know you're not going to have the willpower not to drink but if you don't hang out with these people well then then you're not going to hang out with them and they're not going to be friends anymore right and that is that's painful for people because they don't want that uncomfortability it wasn't so long ago (laughs) that i was there myself
0: and the only thing that i go back to when i look at that period of my life when i was hanging out with the people who were doing the absolute bonkers shit, and i wasn't um (laughs) people assumed that i was and i would like to set the record straight i never was Never, 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 never. Um, but it was the fear of not belonging, the fear of not having a peer group was greater to me at the time than being seen as one of my peer group. Right? Like, I would rather you see me as a pill poppin' alcoholic rather than not see me at all. Um, What would have have, uh, helped me avoid that situation entirely was knowing that, like, I'm the life of my own party. I, yes, have a peer group, but I do not need to be of my peer group. I'm just merely wandering through it. It's not, I don't know, when you're young, your your brain is wired for the communal connection for survival and that fear of loneliness and being alone constantly overrides what you would be seen as otherwise so that's a it's a hard place for the young person to be in and a hard place for the older person parent person to be in to see like these are shitheads the shithead is rubbing off on you now you're just going to be more of a shithead, but you're going to be confused as to how you got more shitheady. Okay, cool. <laughs> but it is, it's, eh, it's that normal, like, it's the process of trying to belong, right? Like, we're no longer of our parents and of our, of our small family group, we're now of the world. We now have to find out where we fit in, in this big world, within this small community. It's it's tricky. Just be yourself, as they say. But that's hard if you don't know who yourself is, or if yourself is someone who is suggestible and wants to fit in uh, and won't just hang out while everybody else drinks. I wasn't that person. I want to drink
1: too. <laughs> Well, yeah, I I get that, especially at young, impressionable ages. That's why I I think that it is a really good thing to teach your kids how to be their own best friend. I think it's one Mm -hmm. of the most important lessons we can teach our kids is that you don't always have to have other people be your quote unquote entertainment or uh, your validation. Yeah. I mean, 90, that's really hard for kids. Kids.
0: 99.98 of it should come from you. Right. And that .02 that has to come from somebody else, It it doesn't make or break you. And tying it all in nicely. If we're broken and if we don't know what to do, if we're fixing ourselves, then our kids will see us fixing ourselves. They'll be able to take notes and then they learn how to do it. And then if we've done it long enough, and if they feel like they've learned enough, then when it does come time for them to have to use it or need more information, you have the confidence, and they have the confidence in you to say, hey, life is really in. Can you help me out? Can we work through this? And that's important. I need somebody to sit with me and do this list of shit. I gotta do my inventory. I gotta figure it out. Something's not right. I need to f- balance it out. And that's that's like 10 years from now, eight years from now, five years from now, whatever. But that day will come when our children find themselves in that lost, what the heck do I do? Where do I belong? Life is life in <laughs> truth. And we have, we have to be able to give it to them because there are some things that I simply cannot go to my parents for because they never experienced it. They never went through it they never like that wasn't the path that they took so they're not going to be able to give me the advice that i need at that time exactly i don't want i don't want my daughter to have something that i would think you could go to your parents for (laughs) Uh, i don't want her to have something like oh, i can't go to my mom for that like she don't fucking know i don't want her to be like i can't go to my dad for that he don't fucking know no like we're evolved people we we do stuff we know things we're a resource. Well, we'll help you. It's fine. If I didn't give you all the tools in childhood, I got
1: it now. we well, we'll someti- together. Mean, as parents, sometimes we don't have it. No, we, we don't know. We, we definitely don't have it. You know, we, we try so hard, but I mean, we're only human too. Yeah.
0: And that's, and that's the thing is there's so many variables that go into the human experience that make it unpredictable. We, aside from going Bush Alaska, having the baby in the living room of your lodge you built yourself, and never contacting another human being again, you can't control how they turn out.
1: Dude, where do there's we sign doctors. up for that? I- I wanna there's go back time. I
0: want that. There's school, there's family members, there's neighbor kids, there's... You know what I mean? Like, there are just so many things <laughs> that that have access to our kids, that have access to the way their life plays out, that are outside of our control, that the least we could do is be control freaks about that. And, Completely. And figure out how to best equip them not to succumb to communism. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you put that. Yeah, because it, it's, it's the, that's the only outcome when everyone is defeated, when everyone is so downtrodden, not an individual, one of the whole, like, that's, that's where we end up. And I don't want that. We don't want that. Freedom and the pursuit of happiness. Happy, happy, happy. Yes.
1: Like, Exactly. But it's up to us. Um, it really is yeah. up to us to affect. We're the captains of our own ship. We are. And actually, I used, uh, you had actually had a clip where you were like, I'm the captain of my own motherfucking ship. <laughs> I used that as my opening clip for Lotus on Saturday. Oh, nice. Yeah. Look at it, me. It was actually great because uh, Phone Boy pulled a clip from Star Trek. Uh, where the dude's like, "Thank you, Captain Jerk," and that's what he played for <laughs> his. Since I had the first clip, it worked out so perfect. I was howling. That's like, a good oh. pairing. It, we that's like that's the new screwed around thing we've been doing. Is like we figure out okay, whose opening is it? What clip is you know what what's going to work and what can we pair with it? Because we like to kind of have the answer answer back thing. It's kind of become our shtick. As being just kind of giving each other crap now and again. Every day. <laughs> All day, oh. every day. Hey, it's the only way to get through life is to laugh. And I yeah. can assure you, we, we laugh a lot in our house. Even when we're sick. Like, I felt... Sometimes so- that's
0: when the most funny things happen. It's like the sick delirium sets in. Oh my god, yeah. yes! Those are, those are some of my favorite memories. And it's not even, like, NyQuil-induced. Your brain's just not braining. Yeah, your your brain is not braining at all. It's
1: definitely fever. Yeah. Uh, Live, love, laugh. Yeah, that's the other one. And when that doesn't work, you know,
0: load, aim, fire. Yeah. And when that doesn't work, pour a cup and roll up. (laughs) Actually, that should be set to... Pour Step a cup one. and roll up. Pour a cup and roll <laughs> up. If after problem persists,
1: <laughs> proceed. To Repack. Right. That's right. No no problems in the world can't be solved with a good fresh packed bowl and a torch lighter. And a little bit of thinking. Yeah. Damn right. I think it's funny. Weirdo was talking about how he does most of his best thinking in the uh, the royal room. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Who doesn't do their best thinking on the throne? You know, that that's why we used to call it having a think before we rebranded it to vying for cards <laughs> are Well I mean seriously. And, and that should actually be maybe a refire topic that we I don't do. know,
0: weirdo. That sounds like a dad thing.
1: Oh my Moms god. Moms don't that's get funny. to pee in peace. Oh please. Moms you don't get to bathroom in peace. If you have just kids kidding. or an animal, you will never pee in peace again. I assure no. you. No, no. Yeah. Unless you fully uh, close that door, I'm sure Maxie is coming in. Like, what you doing, Mom? Oh, How's yeah. it going?
0: I, I stopped closing the door because when I closed the door, his nose would go at the thing, and and then he'd just sit there, and I would open the under door. The door. Yeah. Yeah, I would go open the door, and he'd be laying there. paws like, barely under the door, nose on it. Like, what are you doing? Oh, my God, how, that's so cute. How I know you're safe. Somebody's going to get you.
1: Yeah. Uh, the shower. Yes, so the, I, the toilet monster's <laughs> going to steal Bobby. Max right, has to be the right. hero.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so now I just leave it mostly closed, and he noses it open, so... um. He knows if yeah, he has I'm to be a, called into action, he's right there. I'm a shower thinker.
1: That's why I listen to music in the shower.
0: I'm not gonna lie,
1: I have podcast listened in the shower. Uh there's actually yeah. a running joke in our house that uh I I have a more intimate relationship with Sir Bebros than I do with Phone Boy because <laughs> I listen to uh Angry shower Tech News with one of or G O B. Yeah. Yeah. Listen to that. He's oh, my God. Despite his temper tantrum in the chat this morning, I I, I forgive that because I know this man is working his absolute ass off for that unrelenting big box company. I, I don't envy his position. I could not do what he does and fork down shovelfuls of shit every day with having the route he has and everything like that. I'm not surprised that he finally just kind of blew off a little steam. I don't blame the man. I think I would have temper yeah. tantrumed too.
0: We could, I could take it. It's fine. I was a bartender for a long time.
1: Yeah, I mean that. That's that's where I'm at. Like, okay, so everybody's got issues. You know, we were just talking about. Don't take okay, it personal. Okay, and <laughs> okay, and
0: uh, yeah, the.
1: I don't know. Well, I I said that about him being so busy is because we haven't had an ATM lately and I'm amazed there was a GOB, but, Oh, well, I mean, I get it. There's, there's a whole reason why I don't have a finger quotes, normal job while trying to go to school and podcast because the job I was going to take, which would have facilitated me do, you know, whatever, whatever to, go to school was like oh yeah you might have to work on a saturday i'm like i oh, yeah no that that's a hard pass i i have a commitment yeah exactly i wish i could use shabbat as a as a good uh a good cover for why that's a protected class thing they yeah, can't it really ask no, you really
0: about that just like they can't ask you what kind of handy capable person you
1: are so I had thought I mean, about that at the time that I applied for the job. Uh, I had no, not thought I'm about. Just, using I'm not the endorsing. Angle. I am not endorsing lying. I am
0: not. I am just saying if the loophole is there and thou dare jump through it,
1: I shan't judge you. We shouldn't be judging anyone. It's not our place to judge people. We are all flawed no, humans. That's fine. I just respect the hustle. <laughs> Hey, I respect the shit out of the hustle I'm all about the hustle But, you know, unfortunately Sometimes the hustle intersects With the other things And you have to figure out how to work around things yeah, Like the fact I can't breathe out of my frigging nose now. And where's my nasal spray? Oh, downstairs. Away from my wonderful microphone and my studio. Because instead of being intelligent this morning when collecting up all my wares to come up and be a podcaster, that one got missed. And I'm pretty sure Phoneboy Boy is having his meeting on the second floor, which means I'm banned from my own room <laughs> for reasons of internet security <laughs> well and also so, so, is, so is there anything else we want to add on topic since we've just kind of been jizzing on the microphones for a little while here um we will have all the links for
0: everything that we talked about y'all are free to do that the only uh, homework I'm going to give you is the, the ace. By next Monday. I want you to know what your number is.
1: Are you talking about me personally?
0: No, not you personally. Just oh, okay. like you, everybody. Whoever's listening to this. Um, right. Part of CBT is giving people homework. So that way they revisit the material. So it's a growth uh-huh. on itself process. It's a fun mind trick. I'm playing on everybody. If you notice every episode i give you guys homework it's wonderful i love it i feel very teachery she's loving it um (laughs) do the uh, adverse childhood experiences survey it's 10 questions you mm, it might be a little awkward to do it you might have some emotions come up during it it shouldn't be overly intrusive. If it is overwhelming and you feel as though you can't do it, that's fine, you, you don't have to do it, no big deal. Um, but for a majority of you, I think it's I think it'll be all right. Um, and once you do know that, <coughs> then, then come up with your plan. Come up with a, I'm aware of it, and when these situations arise, I will be more mindful. Or actually come up with a a legit plan. Right. And if you need help with that, you just let your girl know, and I got you.
1: Um, Yeah, we we are here for you folks. That's why we get up at Ogat O'Clock on Monday morning and (laughs) present this wondrous show to you, which we appreciate all of the value that you return back to us during the show with your time, talent, and treasure, as we've talked about before, and your criticisms and uh, comments, whether they be good or bad. We appreciate them all. We're not wrapping just quite yet, but we just wanted to express our gratitude to y'all and remind you. It's
0: the rooster booster. Pour a cup and roll
1: up. Let's do it. That's right. You gotta you gotta boost us. I need to get some more booster clips. We have some that have come in from other people for through other channels, but you know, since we're that wonderful share and share alike podcast, we all in the circle use each other's clips and boosts and get ISOs. But clips that keep on giving. That's right. It's it's, it's the clips that keep on giving And the producers that make those clips That keep on giving That's what keeps us going Weirdo's been flooding us on the Lotus Effect Saturday 4pm In case we didn't mention it And I know we didn't Because I'm always plugging this show on Lotus Effect Because that's what you do You tell people about the goods I swear I feel like I'm going to die Oh goodness I want to rip my nose off, replace it with one that's actually functioning.
0: Oh, well, yours will start working soon-ish.
1: soon <laughs> I'm sure As I'm soon sure as you can
0: get your nasal
1: spray. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. A, you know it's a great show when, uh, when I kill an earbud. Um, yeah. As, as far as time-wise, you know, that, <laughs> that's always a good thing. Oh, well, I got the 20%, so... Oh, so you know, we're right on schedule. We are. I I hit ten percent after the twenty warning uh about five minutes ago, which is fine because you know I could just take out the left and put in the right. (laughs) Oh,
0: but yeah, only homework I have is the ace, and then maybe a little bit of input from the connoisseurs. Uh. Phoenix and I were discussing future shows where we want to go after this. Yep. We can dig deep and go down the we, where exactly did the NWO get born and yes. what systems have raised it to the monster it is today, um, or okay. we could take a more moving forward these are things that we collectively can do to combat the machinery we all know exists. So if anybody has strong opinions on which way you guys want to go, you can hit yeah, us on Yeah, we would love to know what you all want to hear. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm prepared to go either way. I just don't want to be redundant. <laughs> I, I don't
1: want to feel like I'm beating a dead horse. So, No, we That's don't a- want you guys to get tired of hearing what we're bringing and, you know, uh, peter off. Nam is wanting to know if they can expect a Christmas morning show. You might get a canned uh, show from a three-hour chat we had that would have played on monday last week when we were in cali had there not been a miscommunication between myself and the av guy also known as i don't know if we could have actually kicked that off from 2300 miles away
0: yeah that was it was a maybe it was maybe it wasn't situation but you guys are allowed to have days off and not be tethered to a computer that is allowed
1: so After the talk we just all had about tech and how <laughs> every single thing we do revolves around it. I don't know if yes, that's really yes. a fair uh, fair assessment. No, it is. It is. That's that's totally allowed. Um there probably will be something pre-recorded popped up. Uh yeah, because God Bye. knows nobody has families that they're going to be hanging out with on Christmas morning. They're going to want to put us in their ears. No, seriously. Well, you know what it is? I know what it is. Them. I know exactly what it is. It's, it's for all those parents out there who have to be up at 6 a.m. because their kids oh, yeah, are jumping ready. on the bed. Mom and dad, right, mom right. and dad, Santa came, Santa came. So they're going to be yeah. sitting there with their cup of coffee like God damn it. I got to sit here and watch this kid <laughs> open these fucking presents. I need to. Oh, coffee and chronic. Well, don't mind it. If I do. That's funny. <laughs> Wait, am I just projecting <laughs> maybe? Except for my no, little crotch goblins are like twenty three and twenty six. It's probably
0: quite relatable. Um I just for a very long time, um I worked on all the holidays and very much wasn't a holiday holiday person. Um and now I'm a if the bank's closed no. I'm useless. Don't
1: Emily doesn't <laughs> exist. No, thank you. Um, well, what I so. what we can tell the connoisseurs is that uh, to make Ooh. up for not being live okay. on Monday because it is uh, the, Krimi. yeah, it's it, it's it's the sham holiday, the one of which Krimis. I don't speak. Krampus for the win. Uh, but
0: uh, the last full moon of the year.
1: Yes, that would be the one. So, uh, if you just can't get enough of this Coffee and Chronic situation, there is going to actually be a crossover episode for you fine folks on what? Saturday. No That's way. right. We're doing a little special. What? We got some info we thought would be great for a little crossover. So, we are going to have the one and only Hempress Emily M from Coffee and Chronic with me on the Lotus Effect Saturday, 4 p.m. And we're going to be shitting on big pharma again my favorite thing to do i'm gonna tell everybody on the internet how
0: pharma rots your brain
1: that's right it's gonna be an amazing in the blossom episode and i am not sorry at all that we're doing this i'm so looking forward to it
0: i feel like this is the time the time is now that's right. That's very much the feeling I have about the topic that we'll it, it, be talking it, about on Saturday.
1: Yeah. It's definitely time that people yeah. hear about this and Especially get woke up. I heard a stat.
0: 70% of Americans take one medication. 50% really? of Americans take two or more. Of those Americans, a bunch of them are kids. Ugh, gross. There's like... What? Yeah. It, it. There's like five-year-olds on Adderall and Ritalin. Three-year-olds on
1: Adderall and Ritalin. That's because the parents don't want to deal with the fact that you have a hyperactive little shit stain. Okay? They're all hyperactive little shit stains. It's called uh, discipline childhood. and childhood and terrible twos. And maybe you've heard of it. Like, stop medicating your fucking kids, people. Yeah let the little kids be kids let them have energy let them be individuals (gasps) how dare i say such controversial things they can't be individuals and all sit quietly at
0: school to learn how to soldier that's not possible cannot have
1: so well they don't want that anyway no they don't um Yeah, Saturday should be interesting. No, I should say that is what they want. They want them to be mind-controlled, little cookie-cutter slave children who are perfectly well-behaved. dependent on the system. Exactly, 100%. Why do you think that slowly parents have become obsolete and the teachers are the ones raising the children? Yeah,
0: and that I... When the germs first kicked off, and they officially made it to the schoolhouse. My first programmed robo-brain thought was, why don't they just keep the kids for two weeks? We could put together care bags. We could bring fresh clothes every couple of days. We could see them through the, you know, the little air cap, little... like you got the door you have the door that you go into the school and then you're in like the breezeway and then you go into the office or the school school but the doors are always locked like the airlock that's what I was thinking right Right. like we could all go why the
1: fuck was that my thought (laughs) wow I'm I'm seriously concerned about you in that sense babe that was supposed to be the thought that's
0: supposed to be like they got rid of orphanages for a reason yeah. Right? Like we and now they're slowly bringing it back. Like your kid at school it's one step away from the orphanage. And that's Yeah, it really kind of That's is. a dis- yeah. Well, and it, the, the more that you think about it in that way, the more true it becomes because they have the nurse on staff, they have, they're all mandatory reporters, they're all paid to be there. Everybody is supposed to be looking at this child through trauma-informed goggles, right? But that's not actually how it happens. Um, but anyways, yeah, I could only assume that more millennials thought that way, but then I knew that that was the response because that's when people started acting like it was *Handmaid's Tale* out here, right? Yeah, they were like, "That's how it starts in *Handmaid's Tale*—taking the temps at school and sending them home in jail." Like, people nah, bro, weird. it starts by handing our children over to people who are not us.
1: Yeah, you—it, it, it. black yeah. and white, no gray area there.
0: <clears throat> yeah,
1: yeah. All right, so do we have any closing thoughts for the connoisseurs before we uh, talk to them again on Saturday, inadvertently? (laughs) My millennials know what I'm going to say. Read your Bible. Repeal the the 19th.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Mostly, listen, if all, if everybody could just read the Bible and the art of war, I wouldn't have to be up here saying things like repeal the 19th and turn <laughs> off your withholdings and homeschool your children and eat real food and go stand outside and touch grass and stare off into the horizon and let and the And turn the breeze, fucking 5 m
1: off if you haven't already reached over yeah. and turned off the button that connects you to the idiots M5M. Do it. Do it yeah, now. If, got,
0: if, if, if everybody was busy trying to understand the these thys, and thous and art of war sun tzu talking in riddles if y'all were just busy doing that we wouldn't have time for nothing else
1: amen that's 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 not a lie that's not a (laughs) lie but you know much like we say every week go out there and get it That's right. Go get that money, money, money. And we will see you on Saturday, 4 p.m., for the Lotus Effect with Hempress Emily M. as our special guest. And we will have a pre recorded conversation uh, on Monday for morning for Krymeth. Merry Christmas. <laughs> so until then, enjoy your week and don't let the bastards get you down. And I've been Phoenix.
0: And I've been Hempress
1: Emily M. And that's a Kesha song, in case you didn't know. Oh, I did not know that. <laughs> that's such a good one. You know we're totally going to have to snip it for Saturday. Yeah. Actually, we'll play it in, th- in 33 on Saturday. There we go. All right, so we're going to say thank you and goodbye to No Agenda and give you back your normal, regularly scheduled program. Bye. Adios, No Agenda Nation.